StarCast returns to the Chicago area this Labor Day weekend. Tickets for StarCast 6 are now on sale at StarCast.com and include AEW all-out ticket bundle options. Join us at the Hyatt Regency Schaumburg starting Friday night, September 1st, for unique fan experiences with wrestling legends from yesterday and superstars from today. Follow StarCast events on Twitter for the latest updates about all things StarCast. StarCast 6 is brought to you in part by ProWrestlingCrate.com, monthly mystery crates for diehard wrestling fans. Plans start at $9.95 and are the perfect gift for any wrestling fan. Visit ProWrestlingCrate.com today. Back to the show. It's Road Dog and Cassio, and you're listening to. <laughs> oh, you didn't nose. Sorry, I was picking my nose when we came on the air. Your arse better. <laughs> oh, you better. Oh, yeah, my voice is out. I've been talking a lot what? today, I feel like. I don't All know. Right, I remember dog. one time my voice was out, and Billy had to say my lines, and I had to write them on a card for him to say them, and he sucked at it. Bless his heart. I, when it, you know, when it comes to athleticism, he stood in the line twice. That beer line you was talking about earlier, uh, he stood in it twice. But nobody had the cojones to say nothing to him about it. Uh, and so, yeah, he was horrible. But hey, how are you, man? Doing great, man. Doing great. Last time I talked to you, you and a friend of yours were in jail in Tijuana. What do you want to cover that, or are you want to skip past that? Uh, I signed an NDA. Okay. And uh, me and Dave Silva. Will you signed an NDA. <laughs> an indie. Uh, uh, sometimes I pop myself and nobody else laughs, and it makes it funnier to me. Actually. That's the point of this show is I for you so. to pop yourself. Well, mission accomplished so far, and we're one minute in. We got a lot to get to uh, today. A lot Dog, to unpack. We're going to talk about SummerSlam 2018, <laughs> but before we get into that, Dog. Yeah. Payback is coming up in a few weeks in oh, Pittsburgh. I thought you were talking about those candy bars. We've got oh, wait, to those talk are about paydays. That's no, my bad. paydays. By yeah, the way, payback is what we're talking about. Have you had the chocolate payday? Yes. You didn't like I didn't them? I don't want to talk about it. I was in. They put me in the, the <laughs> detox <laughs> for four, four days. <laughs> Man, I got excited. I was like, yeah. how do you. Have you had the real chocolate? I lady? actually have eaten it. Yes, it's, they're phenomenal. Yeah, they're delicious. But you know, you know they're what? I, than the you know what I do, and I think I've shared this before because I'm a horrible uh, influence as far as your health is concerned. I like to eat Cheez-Its and M&Ms at the same time. I can see that. Okay, I've never done it. 
I, I do it. I design it. I, like I talked today about the earlier about the mini M and M ten pound bag of mini M and M's. I almost emotions. bought it. Yeah, I almost bought it. Is would you, but you you agree? You're not this psychopath. Regular M and M's are not the best M and M's. I I don't know if I'm a psychopath, but I I am a sociopath. So I'm not sure if they're the same thing. What's lately. the best M and M? There's a lot of blending in those in that talk in the in the science. Um, you're going to say peanut, and I'm going to disagree with you. I'm going to say peanut butter. Oh, no, definitely not peanut butter. So you think regular M&Ms are the better peanut? I, I do. Okay. That's And I think people that like peanut butter M&Ms eat doo-doo, so. <laughs> <laughs> Did uh, you ever freeze it? N- we never froze it. Yes, that's a fact. Uh <laughs> Dog, his payback is coming up a few weeks in Pittsburgh. Dominic, our producer, you know, he wants to... I'm sure he wants Pittsburgh. some tickets. Let's see what I can uh, do. What, what are your... They some... already tried to give him some credentials, and he said, no, nah, I'm not... <laughs> He's that Sorry, guy. Dom. Sorry, Dom. Sorry, Dom. He's I, I, that I, it was guy. Too deep. That was too deep. I apologize. Uh, what are some of your favorite memories of Pittsburgh? Is your favorite sports entertainer, Brett Hart, uh, Brett Hart called it, where the hose would be stuck in America... Where, where, where the hose would be stuck in if America was getting an enema? In Pittsburgh? That's what he said. You If America was stuck. getting an enema, the hose would be stuck in Pittsburgh. Well, look, a cu- couple Ooh. of things here. That yeah, we, one hurt. We know, we know that Brett and I have always lived on different playing fields. Not seeing eye to eye. Not yes. seeing eye to eye. Um, but there ain't no good guy. And there ain't no bad guy. There's only you and me, and we just we disagree. We just disagree. I'm Casey Kasem. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, mm. is Pittsburgh? No, no. For the one thing, no. Of America. No, I'm get. I'm I'm thinking about whether to tell you where I think the actual hose should be. Put. Yes. Yes. Well, I'm gonna say Newark. New Jersey. Okay. Uh, no, I. It's the underarm of America. I don't know if it's the, if it's the. There can only be one, two armpits. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Newark. One and, of them's at and, least uh, Newark. <laughs> yes, and the other. What about one? a West Coast armpit? Oh, Portland. Vegas. Oh, Portland. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the bee hole would be down here near Huntsville. That hurt. Yeah, I was. Okay. <laughs> Based on where the arm Well, they said if, if Alabama didn't suck so bad, Florida would float off in the ocean. Well, we always, our state motto is thank God for Mississippi. So that's how we roll. Um, oh. But, no joking aside, Pittsburgh, great wrestling town. Great wrestling town. I say, look, and he said that in a promo, I'm sure. Uh, or I don't know if he meant that. I don't know if Bret Hart meant that. Uh, but but I, I honestly don't think he did. Uh, I think it was at verbiage uh, when he was, when they were the heart, you know what I mean? They had Pillman and all that stuff with them. They were cutting, you know, heelish promos. Uh, and then they were over his crap in Canada. It was awesome. Um, Pittsburgh. Yeah, I, I think Pittsburgh is awesome. I love eating in Pittsburgh. I love traveling to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh feels homely, uh, homey, homely to me. Homely. Uh, I, I love, know. yeah, but, but that's homely. But that's, good to me because i'm white trash so it's it I, it works you know what i mean yeah. and that's and that's exactly what i meant by it too to be quite honest with you pittsburgh is blue collar people man and that's and i i love that i love that um 
I think you also come across people like that in a Winnipeg or so. You know what I mean? Or in a, uh, Ottawa, like, Oh, this is, a, it's, a, it's got a more small town hospitable feel to it than, than some of the bigger cities. So I don't know. Call me crazy. I don't even know what the question was. Well, we're just talking about Pittsburgh. Oh, Pittsburgh's awesome. It's not the butthole of the country. Yep, which Bret Hart said. Um, before we get into our topic today, <laughs> want to make sure that's on the uh, record. SummerSlam 2018, before we get into that, dog, yeah. we got to start off on a high note, put us in a good mood. <gasps> we never know what it's going to be. It's time for our meme of the week. Me, 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 me. When you got to sing Karma Chameleon <laughs> at seven, but tell people about hard times, baby, at eight. Uh, if you're listening and Say, not come watching, come 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 chameleon, baby. You understand what I'm saying? It is George Michael, and he is in. Yeah, the that's Dusty the Rose polka dots dot. from Dusty. I thought, just... I thought it was actually Tommy Dreamer. For until you just said that, I could have sworn it was Tommy Dreamer, uh, and it was like an Impact pay per view or something. I had no idea that was actually uh, "I'll tumble for you, I'll tumble for you." I just realized go by our wanted... tumblers. Uh, uh, yeah, throw that up, you. throw the tumbler up, throw up the tumbler when I sing "Boy George." Be a lot of throw Boy George tie-ins. I said yeah. George Michael. I'm sorry. Oh, oh. It was both Boy George. Yeah, but both Georges are from the UK of the same sexual persuasion. There and we go. both both awesome entertainers. And I say that about Boy George because I still remember a lot of words to several of his songs. And we're, and we're talking about 40 years ago. Amazing so. entertainers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, look, George Michael... I, some of the best times of my life were slow dancing to uh, <laughs> uh, Careless Whisper and stuff when oh. I was coming up. You know what I mean? Like, that was that was stuff that was pivotal Are you in, my, in my life. Say that again. Are you a come 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 chameleon? We're coming. Oh, I don't know the word. <laughs> but I got the essence and I'm singing along with you. I'm old and poo. But we never froze it. What are we, animals? Um, <laughs> dog. Uh, here we go. Let's get into it. We're going to look back five years to SummerSlam years. 2018. I'm going to be honest with you. If you just said, how long ago is 2018? I wouldn't have said five years. <laughs> yeah, it seemed no. like ancient. I would said, how me. long does it take to get to Uranus? <laughs> <laughs> Just a little say, bit further gonna... than Crappy Saturn, which we discussed in a previous episode. That's what I was going to say. I knew it. I was going to bring it back up. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. Oh, All right. There's a ton going on at WWE at this point, SummerSlam 2018. Yes. The SmackDown After Extreme Rules features AJ Styles defeating Andrade Almas oh, in a non-title match. match. Dave, Matt, Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer would say it was a very good match, but... Oh, there it is. The big the butt. The old butt. The old big booty the old Judy there. Dave Meltzer butt. The finish was a surprise, and unless they've got a well-laid-out long-term story where this loss was necessary... Unless they it, do. It was the wrong time for it, particularly since it was a tap-out in the middle. Really, the matchmaking made no sense as they... It was miserably failed. It was miserable. 
They should have spent months building anticipation for this match rather than put it on <laughs> when there is no interest. And then end it with, of all things, a submission loss. Plus, Zelina Vega is a complete superstar as a manager and had really little to do in that match. The idea behind this was the mentality that Cena beating Sami Zayn in Zayn's debut elevated him, but Zayn was a face making his debut. It yeah. just told people Almas and Vega are a lower card act, not a top card act. And you don't need to tell people that this early in the run, even if the guy in charge may be thinking that himself as the long-term view. Okay. A lot to digest there. Yeah. Mr. Brian James. Yeah. So do you I, agree with Meltzer? Do you think it was too soon to do this and made almost and Vega look like an undercard act? No, of course not. Okay. I, I mean, I was going to answer the whole long drawn out question with nope. Like, I disagree. You know what I mean? Like, I disagree. Of course I disagree. Look, almost and them were just coming up. Just because, I don't know. I, look, this is the argument. That's, that's, it's a vicious merry-go-round, this argument. So the people on Twitter said this. Okay, well, there's also 99% of the other audience that's not on Twitter. So, so are, we, are we listening to them or are we not listening to them? You know what I mean? And, and that's... So I, I just I don't know how you argue with. It's the exact same thinking of of well it worked when you do Sami Zayn in here but when it goes here it doesn't work well look let me ask you this then Dave. Almas is where now, what's he what's he do is he the champion of somewhere else so they're they're using him better they're they're geniuses and they're going to utilize the 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 second coming uh, like Almas is great, Almas is awesome. But this might have been the first people, the first almost anybody ever got to digest. And so to sure. see him have a great contest with a champion, the caliber of AJ Styles in a non-title match, I see it the exact same way. Um, and, and I just say, like, look, almost just because you start in the mid card, this, it was all another one of the craziest things I just heard you read. Like, just because you start in the mid card, well, so everybody starts out on top. Well, that's not smart. Who, who do they work with? Who do they work up the ladder to prove their worth to the to the new audience members that are viewing? Who do you? So it's just it's very small minded. It's it's small ball, man. You're playing small ball, and and <clears throat> that's all I have to say about it. I don't know. Well, I mean, go, going back, I get back. frustrated uh, when, we, when when he, when he when he talk they talk like that because no, you don't. Yours is an opinion as well, as well as mine. Yeah. Uh, do I agree that my, or do I think that my opinion's more correct than yours? Heck yeah, I do. And do you think yours is more appropriate than mine? Heck yeah, you do. Yeah. But I don't know what else to say about that. You know what I mean? My, my opinion is just as valid as his, and his is just as valid, if not more so on the history of wrestling. It's not if not. Definitely more so on the history of wrestling. He's been following it and doing it for so long. I, I give him props for what he does, but... I can disagree with you, dude. You know what I mean? You don't, you don't hold the market. You don't corner the market uh, on opinions. Um, look, yeah. I, I'm with you. I, I'm an Andrade ap apologist. I'm, I'm all for him. Me, me too, 100%. And, and Vega? I would argue Vega is in a way better place right now than she was then. Still, yeah. And, still and so, so here we go again with the, 
beat Sami Zayn too soon, beat this guy too soon. No, man, you got to get people on there and you got to fill this content. And so you, you tell the stories the way you can, you introduce people the way you can, and, and, and you can't do them all the same way. So, so if you just have him come in on top, uh, I promise you there's nowhere to go but down. Also, when you look back long time now, from now to five years from now. Oh, man. Uh, five in, years in ago, wrestling, 2018. In wrestling, it's three eras. You know yeah, what I mean? <laughs> like incredible. It's in, yeah. Also, when we look back at this time, Becky Lynch is really starting to catch fire with her promos regarding Carmella and the SmackDown's women title. Yeah. The crowd seems to be building support for her here in 2018. Yeah. What did you think of Becky at this point in her career? I've always been a... Uh, Becky fan always she she when I started writing Smackdown it was in my mind to put the title on her like that was just from the get-go so I I, we all felt what she was doing we all wrote and and created in that same similar direction and with her closely to uh collaboration man and she and she knocked it out of the park every time she went out there and so yeah I've always been a big Beck supporter um and that's just that's just the truth. And truth be told, uh, I think I've said this before on here. With the day I got fired, she called me that night. I haven't talked to Becky four years, probably not even you know since I was at NXT, maybe three years, whatever. I was down there doing my thing, and she was up on the main roster, and we just didn't see each other. That day, she called me, and, she, and the first thing she said is what the F bro? <laughs> and I was like, I, I don't know, Becky. I don't know. But, but it was like, not a lot of people called me that day, right. uh, but she did. And it, it, it meant something to me. It still does. Uh, but yes, I, I'm always a huge supporter of Becky's. You, you've seen way more behind the scenes than I can ever imagine of Becky Lynch. Yeah. I'll just say in the limited things I've seen behind the scenes. Yeah. She was an amazing person. Uh, she treated, we were with kids. She treated them like royalty, yeah. like just everything I've ever seen her do. Yeah. Top notch. S- superstar human being. Uh, yes. And you know, look, I, I give people their credit. You know what I mean? People can think what they think about different people and all. And you heard me say, like, I always say it was a great person. Becky's always been nothing but a class act and, and, a, and a professional. And that's, that's the truth. You know what I mean? But behind the scenes, have we ever disagreed with each other? Heck yeah. Have we ever uh, maybe raised our voices between me and her and Charlotte? And get, You know what I mean? We, we talk stuff out and we work stuff out. And it was for the good of the, of the television show. And so super, superstar human, always a super professional. And I think she, man, her and Seth both reinvented themselves. I've talked about that a lot on the show. Uh, they, they've reinvented themselves and became bigger stars. And, and uh, so uh, kudos for them. They're, they're living the American dream too. You know what I mean? Married and they got a young child and a young daughter, beautiful daughter. And so, yeah, they're, they're big Becky fan. Can't say it uh, enough. Also at this time in 2018, Kane's injury comes up. Yep. Daniel Bryan has to transfer into a feud with The Miz as it's going to help Miz and Mrs. with Maurice on USA to launch. Miz and Bryan from Talking Smack to Bryan's original introduction to the company and NXT with Miz as his pro. Did these two just enjoy working together? Yes. And and also what's weird is uh, the whole thing started with a, with a, a very truthful line that hurt Miz's feelings 
but it was a it was a civil respectful conversation that sent Miz into a rant that was epic and and it if you liked Miz you liked him more now and if you hated Miz you hated him more now <laughs> and so that's the that's the beauty of Mike the Miz Masanin to me um is you can throw him out there and he can do anything you ask of him and for as long as you need him to um but but look I, I you know, you've read earlier like in in and maybe there, maybe maybe there was talks above my head, which which in this creative of this particular show, uh, I didn't think too much went on above my head uh, during my stint there. But um, I don't think we booked this angle to if that's what you if that's if I heard you correctly to like help the ratings with with Miss and Misses. Like it, it's kind of on par and always was on par with a. With a good show, that's why they keep re- rebooting it. I don't, I, I don't know if I, I may have misheard. Uh, well, I, th- I think it was with Kane's injury. Oh yeah, we, we had do to have pivot. to pivot. Yeah, and that was the logical uh, answer there. Yeah, uh, of course, you go right yeah. back to where where you've been and where the fire's still hot. And these um, two work good. Together. Yeah, these two workers who are totally different, and it's almost, uh, it's almost like the the smart fan and the casual fan. Like the casual fan would think Miz is a huge star and, and would like be like who's that other little guy that looks like he's homeless? You know what I mean? Like that. Yeah. And and so, but the internet fan knows who Daniel Bryan is and knows who the you know you know what I mean? Knows his history and knows where he came from and what he's what he's capable of. So you just go like, okay, well that's a I think that's an interesting dichotomy. You know what I mean? But again, I love Miz because Miz doesn't mind playing the antithesis to that guy you know what i mean like of course and then you're gonna kick the crap out of me and he and he play and he does it swimmingly you know what i mean so those those guys are magic when you put them together because they, they, they respected each other they respected each other and they treated each other with respect and oh my god it's so much it's so much better uh for the television show if we can work together uh because i'll tell you what's not pretty when you don't work together, <laughs> yeah. it's not good television. And uh, and also with the launch of that show on USA, Ms. and Mrs. Yeah. Um. You know, Daniel Bryan did end up being featured there a lot, of course, naturally with uh, yeah uh, everybody yeah. involved. But so that had to be fun to go. All right, we've got to pivot. We do have a natural pivot. We could go right back to them, and even then without you, the show, th- then you go. Oh wait. Yeah, they both have spouses that have been have been. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, a, we can take this to another level because I know traditional wrestling fans probably hate that kind of crap. I love that kind of crap. That's I loved it. that's the variety show. When I go to see the White Tigers, don't just make one disappear. I want to see it do some crap too. I want to see it <laughs> jump through a hoop and yeah. and stand on one leg and spin a plate, whatever. You know, so anyway, it just it's uh, it's frustrating for me. I love Boy George, but I like Becky more. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know Are where they, to go, so I just at this time were they easy to work for? How much did they have a lot to say in their program? A I ton. know it's easy to write for. Easy, yeah, a ton. It is. It writes itself, to be quite honest with you. Yeah. And and the reason I brought up the respect is to sit with them and watch them cut promos on each other and, and give each other lines that'll get, you know what I mean? Like, Oh, it'd be good right there. If you said, and, and it's, and it's, he's taking the fire. You know what I mean? Like they're giving 
and taking and and putting together this thing that's I don't know it's just beautiful like just watching them rehearse a promo was was really entertaining because they would pop on their own stuff and you go that's it that's the one you got to say also while we're here before we move on speaking of being able to put Miz anywhere you want him and he can do what you want and if you love him you love him more and if you hate him you hate him more yeah just a few weeks ago him and LA Knight in the middle of the ring Oh yeah. Uh, they were absolutely perfect. They both knocked it out of the park. I yeah. thought watching it, I went, well, what's Miz going to say? And he said, and I went, Oh, Oh, oh that he's going to say then that night says his, and you go, yeah. oh. oh, that's when you got me. Yeah. You know what I mean? When, when you get deep, you know what I mean? <laughs> if you, if you cut me deep yeah. uh, and I have to stand there and take it, that's good. That's good stuff. You know yeah. what I mean? Good stuff. Yeah, they're magic together. All hey, right. The, what about Mike versus Seth Rollins, Seth freaking Rollins? Uh, a few, maybe a month, a couple months ago, main event of Raw tore, tore the freaking house down. I mean, well, incredible we, performance by both guys. And you just go, I don't know how old these guys are, but I don't know how they do it. You know what I mean? Man, you've talked about it before on here. Yeah. When it's all said and done, Miz will still be underrated. And he's going yeah, down. Of course, he's one of the greatest. Um, but he's he's going. He's done everything. He'll be everything. in the Hall of Fame. He'll be yeah. In the Hall of Fame. Yeah, he, and, and deserve it. Everybody I know that you know this more than me. Yeah. Everybody I've ever talked to that works with him absolutely loves him, respects what he does. Yeah. He, what like you've said, whatever situation we throw him in, a home run. Period. Whoever he's working and, and with, he, home he, run. He is the guy too that will go. He doesn't do what you say. He collaborates with you. He will say no, but if you say, I don't think that's I don't think that's the way to do it. I think you would do it with this tone. I think you would say that. He's like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's very open minded and accepting of of my thinking. And look, he was very hands on uh, when he was on my roster at SmackDown. And I say my roster, and that sounds horrible. When he was on the the WWE's roster at SmackDown, um, and he, and like I said, man. Anything I needed, seg one promo, seg six promo, seg 11 promo, whatever you need, Miz TV with two other guys. Miz ain't even in the story, but he could still carry a segment and, and, and uh, you know what I mean? Plug a match coming up for Like, yeah, he's a, he's a jack of all trades and a master of all of them, actually. The first women's only pay-per-view in WWE history called Evolution is announced on July 23rd. It's to take place in October. There's been a lot of heavy speculation that evolution was done because of the fact Saudi Arabia at the time would not allow women to wrestle on the shows. Dog, from your point of view, is that true or was it just the fact that Ronda Rousey maybe made it possible for the WWE to run this type of event for the first time ever? From your point of view, how did evolution come about? Why was that the time? For, so so in my mind, it, it was... Uh... Definitely because we had a crap load of women on yeah. the roster that were talented. Really good women. So many good wrestlers. Yeah. Uh, and I say that with, with all confidence. So many great wrestling females on the roster that even if you 
even if you put them every other match, it's still not representing all of them that should be represented. And so, so look, I think I think the Ronda Rousey star power thing, there's something there. And I think they felt like with this other, we can tell some stories and we can have a heck of a pay-per-view with just our women. And I, and I think it was a, a challenge and something to try. And I think they did it. And I thought it was great, to be quite honest with you. I don't know if you know this, but from your point of view, whose brainchild was Evolution? I think Hunter and Stephanie, but I always give them credit for stuff like that because I, they've always they've always been hypersensitive, uh, to to equality and and equal representation and, and stuff like and and yeah, I mean look under his NXT thing, there's been you know his his NXT uh, stint down there. He's he's done a lot of things for women's wrestling. And so so I always give them the credit in my mind. I don't actually know who said, hey, what if we did this, you know? All right, here we go. The next week, SmackDown, as we're leading up to this, the next week, SmackDown is in Evansville. And, well, oh, boy, do we have a nice write-up from our friend Dave Meltzer regarding I, the opening <laughs> segment. Oh, great. <laughs> Stop me if you need to. There's a lot to unpack here, as our friend okay. Conrad would say. So here we go. You can wait okay. till the end, or you can stop me if you need to. Okay. <laughs> Let me take a deep breath. Yep. SmackDown opened with Miz and Maurice and a baby who was supposedly their daughter coming to the building. Orton came out to try and be a heel by doing an anti-fan promo complete with the, all the bingo hall references and knocking independent wrestling and even dives. Uh, basically, this is the situation. Orton likes being a heel more. He's better as a heel, but for the last decade, fans wanted to cheer him. So every time he goes heel, he gets cheered. So he's blamed his attack on Jeff Hardy, who was a good guy to turn on because unlike some faces, fans genuinely like Hardy. So he blamed the fans for his turning on Hardy. I mean, it's he their said, fault. Let's be honest. Clearly, it's their fault. He said he busted his ass for 16 years for these people. He said that when he started, who was around then, who is around now? Nobody. Nobody. From a full-time standpoint, it's really him as the last one from that era, yep. as the others are part-timers, although he's somewhat part-time himself, says Meltzer. He said he doesn't get the respect he deserves because he doesn't paint his face and flail his arms. He doesn't change the color of his merchandise every two months to steal more money from you fans. He competes year-round and not just shows up for spring for WrestleMania. And he doesn't dive off cages or ladders. He said he's not some indie darling who competed in rundown bingo halls. Amazing that they use that ECW arena reference, given that place hasn't been a bingo hall in like 17 years. It is considered a great small-time sports arena now, including considered one of the best TV boxing venues around. Here we go. Anyway, that remark is probably Brian James. Since when he was active, he used it when the New Age Outlaws feuded with the Dudleys. He also said he didn't steal somebody's hand gesture. He said he started his career off as a legend killer, and now he said the true legend killers are the fans. He said he is now a legend and his mission is to destroy every superstar starting with Hardy. He said once he's done with Hardy, he'll never be back and he's going to end his career. He paused and was about to say RKO, but the fans chanted it with him, which he was clearly expecting by his reactions. So he walked out with the idea 
that he was mad at the fans. Here we go, dog. What do you think about yeah, all that? Was, Anything was pops there... to mind for you? Um. <laughs> nope. Was this you <laughs> telling him to do ACW Arena uh, mentions? Uh, no. I, I mean, Bingo Hall was something that everybody said. Don't, don't everybody don't give don't put that on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> uh, so so that that everybody I, that was probably written for me to tell you the truth by Vince Russo. Uh, but I mean, if we're gonna point fingers, um, but. Um, I don't know. I, you know, not look. I, Orton. A lot of that stuff is true that they said. I agree with a lot of it that he said. Orton is a better heel. Orton. Some of the stuff that Orton said was funny and striking. And I don't know. I Randy's cuts a good promo. Like I don't. I don't know what was there a criticism in that. Was there a question no. in there, or was it just like a a paragraph of y'all? You guys suck. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way. Legend Killer took off since this moment. Uh, that was uh, the great part about it. Yes, because they because the fans are the Legend Killers, and and, and, the best. and and it's true too. By the way, you go away if you were a legend, go away for five years. And and also Jeff Hardy is still somehow still in it. Um, uh, Fall, but yeah, falling off ladders. All, also on this SmackDown, um, Rusev and Lana were there. They have dropped their accents, yep. and they have entered into a program with Almas and Vega, while Aiden English is no longer part of Rusev Day. We talked about that in previous episodes. Yep. But when you look back, what was it about these four coming together that led to magic? Rusev and Lana, Almas and Vega. Yeah. Man, that's a lot of talent there. Well, look, it is. Look, I think I think that I don't know what magic they made, but. I can imagine it was magic because those are four talented people that know their roles and play them very well. So I, I, I don't know. Again, uh, I, about talking about uh, losing their accent, we sent all four of these talent to uh, extinct, uh, you know, extenuous English language training, and so they're they all. I'm just kidding. We didn't. <laughs> I was English. like, whoa, this is news. <laughs> and they learned the dialect of from Nashville, and now Rusev speaks like he's from Illinois. Eric Bischoff here again, telling you about our friends over at SaveWithConrad.com. Now, Conrad's always talking about how they are helping homeowners save money, but did you know that Conrad and his team can also help you become a homeowner? They make the home buying process more enjoyable than, I don't know, making out with Stephanie and Linda. Ouch! But don't take my word for it. Hi, I'm Sarah Davis, and I'm from Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, so my husband has been a huge fan of Conrad's podcast for many, many years. And for years we were on road trips and he would have me listen to it. And then I got really into it. And so when it came time for us to buy a house, it was kind of like, there's really no other option at this point. Like we have to go down this path, right? It was the best. I worked with Steve. I don't know what to do. I was looking more for preparing to buy a house. How do I get this in order? What does this need to look like? What do I need to move around? What's more important that I pay off first? Because I'm a first time home buyer. I don't know what that needs to look like. So that's when I called you guys and I talked with, with Steve and phenomenal from day one. I got a full education on home buying before I was ever asked to fill out an application, before I was ever asked to do anything, which is just, I mean, I cannot brag on you guys enough. I literally cannot tell enough people about you because we would not have a home if it weren't for you. If it weren't for that interaction, 
and work for the learning process. And I feel like I went into being a first time home buyer from the time, by the time we got through the end of the process with the same education that people need four or five homes to buy. And so now I feel like, all right, well, we can do this. We can do real estate. We can, I can actually make good decisions and ask good questions at closing and beyond because of everything that you taught me. My name is Sarah Davis and I got into my dream home with Save with Conrad. And unlike the dirt sheets, we're not making this up. Check out all the five-star reviews. Go to savewithconrad.com and do it today. Be grateful you did. NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lenders. Woo! So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also on the SmackDown, AJ Styles cuts a promo about how he signed a contract without asking who the opponent was. Paige, the SmackDown GM, was about to announce the opponent when James Ellsworth came out. <laughs> Paige told Styles that Ellsworth wasn't the opponent, but as Ellsworth reminds everyone, he's beaten Styles. <laughs> Three times, Three times. And Paige ends up firing Ellsworth. And this is the end of his run in WWE. <laughs> it was time for him to go, right, dog? Yeah, well, look. He had in, a great run. He did have a great run. And in my humble opinion, he should have been gone a minute ago. But <laughs> but, but here we were. And so I actually give uh, Vince McMahon all the credit in the world for what good run James did have. Uh not because I don't want the credit, because what he did was really entertaining television for, for several weeks in a row. And the ratings, uh, well, I think they did well anyway. I'd like to tell my story that way. Um, but, but, uh, but I thought it was entertaining television. And when I said, nope, we're done. We're done, sir. Uh, we can get one more. We can do one more. <laughs> okay. All right, let's roll. Um, and I, look, but I, I did think it overstayed its welcome for a minute. But I did love that when you started reading it, like I remembered, like, how do we get, we can't just have him not on TV anymore. We got to <laughs> have him do something. What if we just have Paige fire him right on TV oh, and they like, call his ass out? Three yeah. times. You're fired. <laughs> You're fired. And everybody was like, all right. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Who, wait, is AJ going to wrestle somebody? <laughs> <laughs> well, that leads uh. to this. This would lead to Samoa Joe attacking Styles from behind and choking him out while everyone is distracted by security carrying Ellsworth out. Bro, we are uh, getting, we are getting really close to night, night, AJ. <laughs> The highlight of my career. You saw Joe and AJ up close in TNA. This is a no-brainer for a program, isn't it? Oh, I, of course. Yeah, no you know brainer. what I mean? They've been doing it for God during 20 years now. Uh, may as well, we may as well do it on on big TV. Uh, but so, so yeah, of course it was. And again, these guys are uh, so good in the ring, but with with uh, Joe. His his promos and his you know what I mean when he gets into when he gets when he can sink his teeth into something, man he cuts a great promo. He's a good good promo, uh, and especially a big shot of his big mug. You know what I mean? And he had great facials and stuff. So this was one of my faves. Uh, him and AJ. Shout out. He's also great in Twisted Metal. I don't know if you've seen it, but that just came out. He is a, Twisted Metal was the TV show based off the video game that just came out. I have he's no idea what you're talking in about. It. Who is? Uh, Samoa Joe's in it. Oh, he's in a movie? Uh, a TV show. Oh, oh. Streaming TV show. It's I'm not, fantastic. I'm not watching that. I'm against um, it. As we, I'm uh, anti. I'm anti Samoa <laughs> Joe. No. I'm not, I, love, I love Joe. Um, but, yeah, so this was one of my faves, dog. As we continue in 2018 on July 29th, 
Brian Lawler and Nikolai Volkov both pass away. Yeah. I'm not sure how much you had to do with Nikolai Volkov. Actually, uh, can a lot. you tell us? I mean, I actually, I had a lot, a lot more to do than you'd think I would because really? in Baltimore and stuff, he would always come around. And so I, I spoke with him, and he, he liked my dad. He always talked about my father. So, yeah, I spent luck. He was a, a real gentleman. You know what I mean? He really was. And he was. He was a great guy. Uh, I wish I wish I would have been smart enough to talk to him too. You know, I've said that a lot. Is that's one of my regrets? Is I was I was too into myself to to think about talking to these guys and learning something about life or wrestling from them. You know, just sitting under the learning tree. Um, it was a lot. It's a lot to take in here. What was what were we talking about? We still on uh, Brian Lawler as yeah. well, oh, of course. Yeah, Tell us about hearing about, about his passing. <laughs> You got. I'm sure you got plenty of memories, matches, yeah. moments, whatever. But just uh, yeah. It's, by uh, the way, I think about it now. I can't believe it's been five years. That feels like I just either. yesterday. Um, I can't either. Uh, I just. I don't know, man. I loved. I loved Brian. I said this about Jamie. I said it about Brian. We were cut from the same cloth, man. We're second generation, uh, and and we just. We, we were all exactly alike, and we took too many drugs, and we lived crazy, and and. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know how what went down with his death, but it was uh, too soon, in my opinion, and and in, in a weird way. And so it's not like oh, he passed away in his sleep. You know what I mean? Like right. hey, there's there's something fishy. Something's. Uh, I want a definitive know. ending. But yeah, yeah, and it, and you don't know what happened. Oh, the the Jeffrey Epstein deal or something. You know what I mean? Like you don't know what the the cameras were off that day or something. There was some some talk of crap like that. So it's it's just up in the air and you go like, oh god darn man. I wanted to punch him several times too, but I I don't want him gone. You know what I mean? Like he was a a, a real good friend of mine that I some of my formative wrestling years and in, in, in life too were spent with him, man. In the ring with him, in the locker room with him. Uh I miss him still, man. He used to call and we would just talk and he's a funny, he's funny, dude. He was a funny dude uh, in his own way. And dude, what a, what a Steelers fan, you know, him and his dad, uh, the, the Browns and the, and the Steelers. And I don't know. He was just, a, I loved him, man. I loved him. And it's too soon, too soon. As we continue July 31st edition of SmackDown, there's just one men's match on the bill. Mm. Of course, you guys are starting to build to evolution yep. uh, at this time, so you're trying to set up storylines. Dog, we're going to be discussing evolution in, on its own in a few months here on the podcast, so everybody be ready for that. But I want to go back. Is it tough to be building for two major shows at the same time oh, as yeah, you're doing yeah. here? I, it's It's... Well, I, can't, I don't want to say it's impossible because we did it, but you never right. know if you're doing either one of them justice. Right. You know what I mean? You just go, okay, so I'm going to represent this story from this show, but that story from this show, and that show's two weeks after this show. And so it, it all became becomes just, well, who thinks we should do this now? And who thinks, you know what I mean? Or whatever. So it's, um, I lost my train, train of thought again. I apologize. You're about building for two shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yeah. doing it, them justice. It, not impossible, but but again, it's it's Difficult. just it's just a guessing game. There's no there's no uh, analytics that prove like nope, you really represented this show well tonight, and uh, you know what I mean. It's just like yeah, I think I think we did well tonight. <laughs> you know what I mean. That's the right. uh, that's the opinion, and then you go to Twitter for your litmus test. But then you realize like okay, they they liked it or they didn't like it or they were indifferent about it is the worst thing. Um, 
So I don't know, man. You just keep on rolling. Keep on rolling, Mississippi moon. Won't you keep on shining on me? Um, but, but yeah, it's just, but, but what you have to write for both shows. You know what I mean? Because you're going to produce both shows and, <laughs> and, uh, and expect people to pay for the content. So, so you got to do it. And it's just a balancing act. I think this, I think this story deserves representation and you got to weigh it all out. Here's one part of that storyline. Becky and Carmella are scheduled for a one-on-one -on -one match at SummerSlam, but Charlotte returns and attacks Carmella. Oh. And so a match is made between Charlotte and Carmella. And if Charlotte wins, she's added to SummerSlam. Oh. Dog, going back, looking at this as a fan, I would love to ask, did you know at this point you were turning Becky heel and you needed Charlotte in this match? Do you remember that? Um, no, no, I don't. Re I don't remember we were turning her heel. Uh, you just know she, Charlotte post, was getting added. Yeah, we were adding okay. her. She was getting added, and 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 then I think the the heel thing came next. Hey guys, Double J, Jeff Jarrett. Need to call a timeout real quick here. I wanted to tell your listeners what I've been telling my world listeners for a while now. It's about all the incredible things happening over on AdFreeShows.com. Conrad sits down with a pioneer of wrestling television production, director Dan Bynum, who discusses his journey through WCW, ROH, MLW, and where it all began for him, world class. What really was the, uh, the thing that, that catapulted it was one, working with Ric Flair. He came to the territory and wrestled with the Von Erich boys and gave us so much uh, gravitas and two, the greatest feud in the history of wrestling, the Freebird Von Erich feud. Mm -hmm. uh, so we were there at the hottest time with the hottest show, and we took over the world. The Yeti, Ron Reese, sits down with Ad Free Shows members to talk about his infamous night at Halloween Havoc and how it was received by the boys in the back. Oh, no, I remember, like, Arn Anderson told me that that was the drizzling shits, and Dusty Rose was like, that was the worst thing I've ever seen. I'm just like, hey, thanks. You know? <laughs> hey, that's just a small taste of what Ad Free Shows has waiting for you, including a brand-new perk, getting to join in on the live recordings of the shows with four levels to choose from. See for yourself why Ad Free Shows is the best value in wrestling today sign up now at adfreeshows.com that's right sign up today at adfreeshows.com what was the relationship like with becky and charlotte at the time it's been said they haven't always been on best terms they've been on great terms before i'm sure yeah. it's like like you've mentioned with many other people like that you do with your, your brothers, peers right yeah yeah uh up and downs but what do you remember in 2018 at this time Becky and Charlotte's relationship. So, look, I I, uh, I said earlier they've always been nothing but professional, and that, and that's the truth. And I and I, I know that things have gotten uh, things have been struggling uh, with the physicality from time to time, and I, I still don't think that's unprofessional. I think it actually it actually adds a little something something to it. Um, but they they always got along. Look, there's two. So, so, so there's two people who were on uh, a very similar trajectory in their careers yeah. and, and they're friends. And so they are already in competition at the gym, at the beauty parlor, at the, you know what I mean? Like everywhere. And so 
for there not to be some uh some sibling rivalry, some professional jealousy, some insecurities. You never know what are going on inside. I know I was always insecure. I talk about that on here. But so, so I never saw them be unprofessional. I have had conversations with both of them in the room where we had to talk through some things and get through some things so that everybody was okay. But that happens all the time. You know what I mean? Like that happens about every show, you know what I'm saying? Like you got to talk to somebody and, and explain what you're thinking here, you know? And so, uh, yeah, I, they, it never got in front of me. It never got unprofessional. I, I don't know anything else, but, but it was very obvious there was a competition between the two. Don't get me wrong, but, but I think that's healthy and proper because you know, we both can't be the women's champion, but we're, we both, I guess, should try. You know what yeah. I mean? And, well, and I know that's, that goes against me saying everybody should try to be uh, world champion, but these two had a chance at it. You know what I mean? These two, yeah. and, and, and they've both held it n- numerous times and, and probably will hold it numerous more uh, because their, their light is still very bright. You know what I mean? As we go to the Observer, Joe uh, did an interview, and that was the best thing on the show, says the Observer. He said he respected Styles, respected the house that he built, and that he's made the title the most prestigious title in the WWE. He said that Styles, when he talked about his daughter, was being phony because he's barely home enough to (laughs) hug his child, but that's part of the sacrifice. He said that Styles is more comfortable being on the road than being a husband, and that's part of the sacrifice. He said that he's a success as a champion, but a failure as a father. Joe oh. said he was going to take it from him, and that secretly his family will be cheering for Joe <laughs> because when he's done, his wife and kids will get their husband and father <laughs> back, but he'll be WWE champion. You can keep this short and sweet, but home run right here, right, oh, dog? Uh, of course, of course. And this is what I talked about with Joe earlier. Look, this was always so fun to write because joe joe delivers it how you envision it you know what i mean like he he was one that when it comes to the feeling of the words and so he made words his own but he also took advice took uh direction you know what i mean so so what a what a great promo guy and this again this was one of my favorite things uh to to actually right was AJ and, and Joe and and one of the biggest things in my career and I'm not even kidding uh in my mind is when Samoa Joe and this may be the one he's talking about Samoa Joe read a, a children's book uh <laughs> <laughs> and it was called Night Night AJ yes. and 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 so I would love to, to if we have that somehow to put that in here uh just for me uh, to come back and watch it again. But like me and Steve Guerreri, this other co-writer stood in my office for probably four hours and just wrote this nursery children's book. And, uh, and it was about the, the stranger came from a faraway land to take the home away from AJ's hands or what, you know what I mean? Like, I don't remember the actual verbiage, but, but we had creative services actually print up a book and I don't know where that book is right now, but, but it printed up a book and it was night, night AJ with the cover and pay. It was awesome, man. We got to get some pictures of that. Find, try to find out where that book is. Well, we'd love to show you, but uh, your uh, bosses will give us a copyright oh, strike. Oh, yes, don't show that. 
But we'll send it to you personally, email. Please, please. <laughs> that was my uh, bad. Back to the Observer. Brian came out. He noted that for two years, Miz taunted him and antagonized him, knowing he was protected because he wasn't allowed to wrestle. He wanted Miz to come out. Miz did an interview claiming he was on the set for his hit reality show. Brian said he was hiding and was nothing more than a coward, and Miz <sighs> said that Brian wants conflict with him since it furthers Brian's career. <laughs> he said it took Brian 10 years on the indies to get noticed while it took Miz five minutes on talking <laughs> smack to make Brian a star. I guess the uh, heat is that statement was ridiculous since Brian headlined Mania long before there was a talking oh smack. Oh my God. See that right there. That, that God, really? <laughs> like, is it, wasn't it just funny? Wasn't that a yes. good line? It was a great like, line. That's a good line, man. It's what a heel should say. Yes, you don't go, but Brian really won because he be he won at WrestleMania before. Like God Almighty, man, get out of wrestling for two seconds and let yourself be entertained. He Heaven says, you forbid. Could, you could see the WWE mentality in the scripting talking about <laughs> here how we, Brian. Here, here we go. Has to stay there or be wrestling in front of a few dozen fans at the Armory. Brian said for him. Wrestling is about passion, while for Miz, the reality is he'll never be what he wants to be, as he'll never be The Rock, and he won't <laughs> even be John Cena. He said that nobody will ever bring up Miz or remember him as a great superstar because he's too soft. Ooh. And Brian challenged him at SummerSlam. Miz said that Brian is from the past. The Yes movement is over. Team Hell No is no more. And he said Brian's WWE career is over and told him to let his contract expire so he can entertain <laughs> dozens of people at high school gyms. See, that Miz was said, my line. Armory and high school gyms was my line. Was it? Was, <laughs> I love the a good armory. Oh, Miz Look, I've worked Brian, in a bunch of them. Miz and Brian was a crybaby and showed babies crying on the screen. Dog... <laughs> We've started off with four great promo guys on this show. I know you had your hands in it, but it's also easy to write for this. God darn, it's so easy. And it's fun. <laughs> and it's fun. And and it's, you know what? I, I'm glad that, that, the, that the wrestling fans, even though, man, I totally, in my mind and in my heart, spent 50% of the time at least... 50% of the time thinking about exactly what the, the smart fans wanted and, and listening to Twitter and trying to take advice from, from the litmus test that is Twitter and and lean into stuff if they're digging it and see if it catches on into wide, with a wider audience. You know what I mean? And again, that's the way you get stuff on television uh, because Almas, who got beat too early, and oh God, he's he's homeless now, I guess. Uh, but but so he got he got beat too early. He's doing fine. Like those are decisions that made how people get incremented into the show and and represented to the audience in a, in a bigger way. I'll tumble for you, dog. Speaking of greeting, uh, meeting a greater audience. Yeah, that is our friends over at AG One. We are so excited to be teamed up with them. They are the daily foundational nutritional supplement Ooh, look at me. that supports whole body health. Yeah. Uh, and look. Not just upper body like I have here. 
it's a whole body health. You know what I love, and you're going to read this in a second, but I love the functioning mushrooms and the adaptogens. Like so, those are some of my favorite words to say, and the fact that they're good for my body inside uh, is oh, also so a plus. good. Yeah, and I'll be completely honest with everybody. AG One, they're our partner. They sent us AG One so we could take it. Yep. And my wife promptly stole it from me uh, because she <laughs> is—you've seen her dog. She's she healthy. She is incredibly in She's shape. Fit. That's and what I want to say said what is this look at that you see yeah. the packet on your screen if you're yeah. watching us uh you see everything that's involved you've got the scoop you've got that's the it. the that's bottle it, the shaker she said well this is perfect i take all these supplements and it's all right here right in one scoop convenience and me, is the name of the game dog convenience is the name of the game in life right now you know what i mean like everybody's so busy and so full this is one scoop uh, big dog one scoop snoop and uh, and you're done for the day and it's all of those vitamins you were talking about how much money do all those things cost this uh right here is less than three dollars i think it is a, a day uh, and that's a half the price of your degum coffee or your dragon fruit refresher for the love of god what are <laughs> you doing she I'm makes fun of me for my M&M's addiction. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, yeah. hey, you you have all these supplements you take every morning. You've got all these pills. They're in yep. all kind of bottles and all this on the counter. And then, boom, <laughs> you can take AG1 for, like you said, dog, yeah. less than $3 a day. It's a really effective daily habit with high-quality sourced ingredients that's called a win-win in anybody's book. And like you said, 75 high-quality ingredients. Yeah, They're going to give you the key daily nutrients to support energy, focus, strength, clarity, Inside, and dog's favorite, out. Uh, gut boy, health. Boy, you turned me. Gut health, man. It's so important. And my gut ought to know. It's big. It's just a big gut. If your gut ain't right, yeah, your butt yeah. ain't right. You no, know? amen. <laughs> and AG Run, AG One is gonna streamline that. Streamline it. High quality poops. It supports the immune system. Amen. How about that? How about so that? drink that AG One every single day. How about your morning ritual? That becomes it. It's real easy. And, boom. And that's it. Drink so that on your way spend to work. Time and doing something else. You're ready to go. Yeah. AG1, that's where they are at for you. So if a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash dog. That's drinkag1.com slash D-O-G-G. Check it out now, and be sure you tell them you heard it on O. You didn't know. We thank AG One. Thank you, AG One, for taking One care of us. We us. love them and love Amen. them being a part of O. You didn't know. And by the way, a you know this dog. Yeah. As much as you travel, those travel packs are yeah. incredible. Yeah. It's, it's the, the one to do. It's the one to do the travel pack, and and it's yeah, it's like a whole toiletry. Uh, like you know what I mean? Like it fits right next to my toiletry bag in my in my bag, and so convenience is the way to go. Like even even you can travel with it, and so yeah. AG one. I'll say this: go Google vitamin D and its benefits. By the way, yeah. 
incredible benefits relating to all kind of different health issues. Uh, if your vitamin D is low, it leads to, it's tied into all kind of yeah. health issues. Yeah. And boom, AG1 knows that. That's why if you use that promo code and go to uh, drinkag1.com slash D-O-G-G, yep. they're going to give you a free year supply of vitamin D. They know how wow. important that is for everybody. Yep. That's All right, free. dog, as, you as we go back. Of that. Yeah, it is. Boom, less than $3 a day. Okay, we got to talk about wrestling again. Dog, let's get back to wrestling. Okay. A little bit. Hey, if you want to. As we go back to 2018, um, Carmella came out on this uh, show and said that yep. she knows Lynch is rooting for her against Charlotte. Charlotte beat Carmella in 12 minutes and 39 seconds. The Observer says it was rough. Crowd wasn't too into it. Charlotte was bleeding from the mouth. She did a moonsault off the barricade and almost missed Carmella. Carmella went for a figure four, but Charlotte reversed it into the figure eight for the submission. Dog, some people say Charlotte, uh, excuse me, Carmella in the ring had yeah. some issues sometimes at this point in 2018. Did you guys know this? Was there a reason you needed to get the belt off her? Was it just no, time? No, I, I think if you ask, uh, you know, the Meltzers of the world, I think he would tell you, oh, she can't work as good as so-and-so. Well, work rate doesn't have a lot to do with uh, with, with uh, being over. And so so, so she was given an opportunity. Do, was she less uh, equipped physically as a wrestler than some of the other girls on the roster? Yeah, a lot of girls were. But I think she had, had a lot of other assets, uh, and her looks were one of them. But her promos are good. Her attitude is good. Like, I... I don't know. I think, you know, I think you give stuff a try sometimes and, but, but then Charlotte came back. And so, you know, how, and, and look, the conversation is, okay, how do you keep the title on her when you got all these girls here now? And so, you know, that conversation comes into play, but you don't take the title off of her uh, because she's not as good a worker. You try and let it run its course and try it out and go like, okay, that didn't work and now Charlotte's back and let's see what what we'll pivot from here you know but like I, I love it's it's so easy to book after the fact you know what I mean uh going back to the observer uh, and we've discussed it but I want to make sure we got the timeline right because all this builds to great stuff uh Styles came out he got a big reaction he said that Joe made the match personal by talking about his family <laughs> Styles said that we all make sacrifices as parents he said that his job puts him on the road 200 days a year, so he missed all his kids' Little League games, misses his birthdays, and then he celebrated his 18th birthday on 8-5, and that kind of ages him to the audience <laughs> because he doesn't work or come across as a 41-year-old guy. He said his wife is pretty much a single parent because he can't be there, and he said that Joe knows his wife and knows his kids and that Joe threw away a decade of friendship by using his family. He said Joe wasn't going to walk out as WWE champion. He'll no. be lucky to if even he walks walk out at all. Out. They yeah. showed Joe watching all this and laughing like he wanted Styles to be mad. He and got off it. his game. He Great got stuff it. here. Uh, back to uh, Miz and Maurice. But. <laughs> nope, there was no but that time. Okay. That was okay. good stuff. Um, back to Miz and Maurice. Yeah. Was there any talk of putting Bree and Brian together to go against Miz and Maurice? Do you ever remember? Hmm. No. And I actually said something earlier about that, and I think I mistake, uh, mistook, mistaken uh, John Cena 
uh, and and Nikki did the yeah. Miz thing, right? Yeah. I, I, yes, we so we did talk about the other, uh, but we went that way. So so did we? We never did that mixed tag match with no. Nikki and Bree. Oh man. Or, or no, I, you. I that thought was, we did. That was talk. That was talk of it. Okay. Was it, okay. Yeah. Was yeah, it yeah, Brian's yeah. idea? Was it y'all's? Well, it was so. See, again, it was uh, when I talked about it earlier. Is what I thought was was that one. But I love this. It's the same same thought process. Is I love the entertainment value of it all. I can't imagine. Uh, I, well. I can imagine Daniel saying no to it more than it being his idea. Really? Okay. And, and that's and that's because look, he's. He's the guy you think he is. He's the wrestling guy that you love him for. Like uh, the same reason that he would say that is the same reason you love him as a, as the, the American dragon or whatever his, his Not name as a was. Knock, but he yeah, wants it to be him and Miz. Yeah. Yeah. He wants yeah. it to be a goddamn wrestling match with, right. uh, you know what I mean? He doesn't want to be part of the variety show part of it. He doesn't want to be part of the entertainment. He wants to be part of the sports. You know what I mean? And that's, that's, that's a respectable attitude. Like that's not a, a negative or a knock. Like you said, um, that's just, I, and and look, I'm not saying he did either, by the way. Uh, I didn't even remember if we did the friggin' match or not. So what do I know? But, but I can imagine him saying no to that before I would imagine it being his idea. A tag team tournament takes place to determine the number one contenders for the bludgeon brothers. And it ends in a 25 minute tournament final Whoa. Where Big E and Kingston defeated Sheamus and Cesaro. Oh. Why the new day here compared to the bar? Do you remember? I don't, I don't remember. But look, at do, do, when you say it right now, does it, do, would you think one or the other? Like in, uh, in my mind, I mean, now New Day's still going, and and the bar I understand is that. Up but one but of the guys do you remember there, that time? Like I don't know. I feel New Day. Well, New Day and the bar at that time, they're yeah. right here. I don't okay. think you could have went wrong. Yeah, e- either you know way. I mean? And so we just went in with New book. Day. You know what I mean? Like I think yeah. I think they're both. Look, Cesaro and Sheamus. They literally raised the bar. You know what I mean? Like it was, it was funny. They they got together. They liked each other. They played well together. It was a beautiful team, um, and and they were awesome. And but I feel like when even when you say them right now, like New Days, I don't know, New Days, New Day, and there's something special about that. Um, Not that Cesaro and Sheamus aren't special. I'm, I'm going to get a bunch of heat for that. And I didn't mean it that way. I respect no, both no, gentlemen. No. Yeah. Uh, to the utmost, and and I don't mean it anyway. I just feel like at the time. And even now, New Day was more promotable and marketable. But look, that's the anti-thought process of the wrestling crowd, the Dave Meltzers of the world. You know what I mean? And I get that. Uh, speaking of, the go-home SmackDown for SummerSlam featured a three-part Miz versus Brian series. It's tremendous, but your boy Meltzer has a big old butt. Here we go. Oh. The one thing Meltzer really got a big old butt. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> The one thing really interesting is when you watch the whole series, some of this is Miz. You get the impression that Miz is the bigger star, and not that Brian failed, but he definitely didn't come across as that big of a star in some ways. The basic storyline is they pushed how Brian had never won a match in NXT. He went 0-10 on the show, which tells you something more about what they thought of him in booking. It was really something at the time with the NXT shows in the first two seasons, how they booked Brian and Loki. Uh, who were the two internet favorites to lose every match. I mean, we all saw at the time, but in hindsight, especially with Brian's success, it's really something about talent judgment 
although you can argue Loki, who still won his year due to fan voting, didn't survive long on the main roster. They went though they went through both men's highs in winning the WWE title. Brian not leaving was explained not by the fact WWE wouldn't let him out of his contract when he asked for his release, but that he wanted we, to leave. Can we stop right there for a second? Yeah. I tried to get out of my contract for my internet today because it was screwed up, <laughs> and I can't. They won't let me. Can you imagine that? That's weird. I ask them. Why? Because they want you. No, they want the me to fulfill the contract. Uh-huh. But I ask them, and they said no. Okay, go ahead and finish reading the rest of it. Uh, it says that uh, WWE wouldn't let him out of his contract when he asked for his release, but that he wanted to leave, but he didn't want to break his personal word to Vince McMahon to fulfill his entire contract. So, so well, really, that's the headline. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, all like it's after a, all this. a business decision was made. No, you're under contract, and you will live out your contract to do this. But that doesn't even matter. That well, he, fact is negated by the next statement. I wasn't going to break my word as a gentleman to Vince. Like, didn't that what he says? Yes, uh, and <laughs> I, I just I, that was that when I perused the notes earlier. That one got me. And Meltzer's like line says. Well, this is storyline mixed with reality, and that's the way they portrayed it. It was a different way to build up a match than usual, and I think it did build interest in it and makes it feel special. <sighs> I don't know. Am I, am I hypersensitive to his stuff? Or, 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 or do you also feel like he contradicts himself with the next sentence? You know what I mean? Like, is it, yeah, is it, there's a but, lot of buts, and, but you guys did this, you got to this, but it all worked. Uh, yeah. Did, that's just what you and just it read. Made it feel special. You that totally just, I'm, I know I'm stupid and I know I've been hitting the head a ton of times <laughs> and I know my mama dropped me probably when I was a kid, we had a lot of brothers and I pooped in the tub one time. Uh, look, we're getting honest with each other. Um, no, but it's just, there's a lot of buts and it ends with, it was all worked and made it interesting to me. Like, what, what was that other crap about that you right. just, you typed a half a paragraph of negativity it, and, then, and then put it over? Yeah. Like, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I know I'm a hypocrite too, so I, I'm guilty as charged. I like it one minute and the next minute I, I don't. So I get it. I guess I do. I'm going to act like I do so I don't ram my head through the wall. Uh, we also had an opening segment from The Observer with Charlotte laughing at Lynch. Talked about how she beat Carmella twice, and Charlotte said that Carmella knows she can't hang with anyone in the division. Uh, they went on. Charlotte Lynch beat Rose and Deville in 11 minutes. Charlotte Lynch were backstage, and they said uh, backstage, and they said, "May the best woman win." Mm. They're portraying it like they're best friends, but being competitors has made their friendship uneasy. But they are still acting like best friends to each other. You touched on it earlier. Yeah. This is not far from fiction, actually, and this yeah. is the perfect way to build this. It's the pre- and look it's and the more they're full of crap right in each other's face, well, may the best woman win. You know what I mean? Right. The more they're the better it is. And and because that's you know, that's what it's it it, it was like AJ and, and or whatever we made it personal or made it interesting with the Miz and Daniel Bryan thing. This also made it interesting. What's your thoughts on thinking Carmella back in the Attitude Era days would have fit in pretty good? Oh, yeah. She would have been great. 
I, she would have been. Look, I think she's great today. I, I really yeah. do. I think a lot of people get too wound up, especially on the internet, about her work rate. And I just, I just say, look, look, look to everybody who is the most famous during your fam your childhood, and tell me they were the best wrestler you've ever seen in your life. And and I feel like you're wrong. You know what I mean? I feel like you're being disingenuous. It's not. It doesn't matter how good they can wrestle. It, that, that doesn't, it doesn't matter so much to me. I want to cry right now because. <laughs> <laughs> the final segment saw Styles out. He got a big chant. He noted he'd been wrestling and on the road for nearly 20 years. He said that Joe had been a mastermind starting from when he blindsided him. He said Joe stabbed him both in the back and in the heart mm. by talking about his wife Good and stuff. kids. They went on. Joe came out and said he had a letter from a fan. He read what first sounded like a fan letter, but then the letter said that Styles never wanted children or a wife, and that's why he was such a great champion, because he'll do anything to stay away from his family. <laughs> the letter made it clear it was from someone who knew him and lost him, so you thought it was some angle from a bitter ex saying that she hopes Joe beats him because Styles will lose the thing he loves the most. And the article concluded that, quote, I lost him a long time ago. Joe said the letter was written by Wendy Styles. <laughs> the show went off the air with that. That was a good finish because it, you left wanting to see next week's show. I got to see what AJ is going to say about that. I got to see what. Well, Go in ahead. the cool part, AJ and Joe are always well remembered for their in wing work. But their character work right here in this build. Oh, man. Was, showed was how much. Notch. They're top guys for yeah. a reason. Yeah, yeah, they could carry, they could carry a promo seg and make it, make it, make it make sense. Also, make it mean something and not mince words and and get cut each other just enough to where the other one doesn't feel like he's got to throw, you know. So it's yeah, they work well together, man, and they always have. So the different thing to us and this thing was okay. All these wrestling fans, the wrestling fans, and I mean the fans of wrestling, you know what I mean? The G1 and all that stuff that they love that and that, and it's awesome, but but it's not my cup of tea, you know what I mean? So um all the wrestlers have seen AJ and Samoa Joe do it for Ring of Honor a hundred times. You know what I mean? They've they did it in TNA for for ten years. They so I've seen it a hundred times. How do I we make this story? How do we make this uh, more than a wrestling match and make it a story that I can that I can relate to and I can feel? And man, when he some of the stuff he said to him about Wendy writing this thing and some like you know it's not from her, man. <laughs> but it's so I don't know, man. I, I'm I giggle because I think. It was good stuff, and I guess even Meltzer thought it was good stuff. Uh, I but <laughs> I remember leading up to it, I was like, "I'm me and all my friends that were yeah. watching this, yeah. all in. This was great." <laughs> like you said, we went to the house. Remember, we went to AJ's house. We went to AJ's house, and he interviewed him in his door, and, and Joe was outside or something. <laughs> Dude, we had a blast going and shooting that, rented a house, and stayed over after TV and went and shot this thing. It was great. All right, let's get into it. SummerSlam for the Barclays Center took place September 19th, 2018. The show drew a sellout of 14000 paid. It was a hugely successful secondary market after ticket brokers bought nearly half the seats at the start, with most sales coming the last week when the man was I. 
There were likely well over 6,000 ticket broker seats out. Wow. StubHub alone sold 5,363 seats for over $1 million. Holy an God. average of $205 per ticket, far above the original ticket price. Wow. Data like that would seem to assure higher prices going forward. Although this was also the New York market where you could charge more, but if they return to Barclays, yeah. the data tells them where to scale the house. About 76% of the tickets sold were in New York and bordering states. Dog, yeah. looking back on it, that's a hell of a gate five years ago. Compare it to what the WWE just did for SummerSlam yeah. shows how far the business has come, though, right. in the last five years. But for real, though, think about it. What if we hadn't a beat Almas, you know? Like, where would we be? Where do we go from here? Well, let's now start off we... with it. That's the number one match out of the gate. Andres, Andrade, CN Almas, yeah. and Zelina Vega beat Rusev and Lana in seven minutes. A simple match. Lana's wrestling looked better than it in the past. The finish saw Lana go to slap Almas and Vega schoolboyder from behind. Vega was supposed to get both feet on the ropes. But she finally got it after two times reaching one and a quarter star here. Oh, wait, I thought I thought he said they made magic earlier. Well, that's how it rolls. <laughs> they made magic, or, but it only gets one star. Oh, Dave. Uh, second match, Cedric Alexander pinned Drew Gulak. Hey, Keep look, the- that, that was a great match, too, by the way. Like that, I, I, yeah. I wanted to do. I would have loved to do a lot more with the with those four individuals because I thought we could have we could have done something with that quattro there too. I think they're called a quartet. Quattro, yeah, well, quattro, quartet. I don't know. Whatever. It's been a long day. Cedric Alexander pinned Drew Gulak to oh. keep the cruiserweight title in ten minutes thirty nine hey, seconds. Cedric Alexander is great, and Drew Let's Gulak go. is too. Drew Gulak is is an awesome wrestler you know what i mean like he's a great uh and a great character because he's a great he's a funny individual um but yeah cedric alexander just an incredible talent um the observer said good match not much heat there were a series of near falls alexander won with a cradle after a series of reversals three and a quarter stars dog you talked about it you hinted at it just now though both of these guys they're still with wwe five years later What'd you think of them then, and what do you think of them now? Well, look, I, I think I'm still confused about the reporting because he said it didn't get much fanfare. Like it didn't didn't, didn't not get much. much heat. Good match, but not much heat. I don't really know story. how. I, I think a lot of people use terminology wrong, uh, but, but that's like I, I don't know. I get heat in my match. I don't know if it, that's what they <laughs> meant. Like he didn't the heel didn't get any heat on the guy during the match, or if it wasn't. If it didn't connect, if it didn't, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't understand what he's saying there. But I, I also saw that he gave it three and a half stars or whatever. <laughs> like, wait a minute. Yeah. So you saw that the people weren't that into it, but you still it gave match. it like all these incredible stars. Like, do, do you not see the, the, there's a disconnect. And I don't know if it's on my end or yours, but there's a disconnect. Um, what do you think about these guys now compared to then? They're still rocking and rolling. Uh, they're, with they're still great. They were great yep. then, uh, and the match was great, and they're great today. I, I mean, look, the, the fact that they're still emplo- gainfully employed uh, in in today's world speaks to their talent um, and their versatility. 
The third match. Here we go. Bo <laughs> Dallas and Curtis Axel beat Scott Dawson and Dash Wilder in six minutes and 11 seconds to retain the Raw tag titles. Hey, that didn't take them long at all. No. Dallas sings the new B-team song. You know what my saying in wrestling used to be? It takes a good man to beat me, but it don't take him long. And, uh, and I feel like that kind of stuck here a little bit. Dallas sings the new B-team song. Do you remember that? <laughs> B team, no, B team, go, I bet go, it was go. I bet it was hilarious. <laughs> B team, B team, go, go, go. Uh, oh the revival God. hit the shatter machine on Axel, who wasn't the legal guy, so they worked on Dallas for a few minutes. Uh, at the end, Wilder snapped Dallas's neck on the top rope, and he fell backwards, and in doing so, knocked into Dawson, who fell down, and Axel cradled him for the pin. One and a half stars. <laughs> Dog, the right team won here, right? Look in my in my mind, <laughs> it did, and I, and I'm not trying to be controversial. Oh, no, the B team was over, dude. At that time, the B team was was funny and entertaining, yeah. and you know what we had a bunch of people locking up and taking a headlock and takeover and tackle drop down, get it again, and we blah, 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 wrestling, wrestling, three bags full, like it's it was entertaining, and so man, I, look to me, the right team. Yep. And it's not. This is not personal between me and those guys at all. I'm sure they want to kill me, and they probably could. But that's good. <laughs> now, what do you do? Uh, sit on death row and think about what a great wrestler you are. Uh, so, so I'm just saying, like, I think the right team won here, and I'm not. And I'm not kidding by that. Yeah. I mean that as much as everybody else in the world thinks I'm an idiot and I'm wrong. Just like you th believe that, I believe that I'm not, you know what I mean? So yep. it's just, uh, uh, there's only you and me and we just disagree. We just disagree. <laughs> Next up, Seth Rollins pinned Dolph Ziggler, 21 minutes, 59 Whoa. seconds to win the IC title. Dean Ambrose and Drew McIntyre were in the corners. Real good, says the observer. Mm. Ziggler got a near fall with the zigzag. The crowd got hot. Oh. In the last two minutes, Rollins was bleeding from being thrown into the steps. Rollins hit a buckle bomb with Ambrose, pulled McIntyre off the apron, and hit dirty deeds on the floor. Oh, I bet he Rollins. did it dirt cheap, too. They are dirt cheap. <laughs> yeah. Rollins then super kicked Ziggler and used the curb stomp for the pin. Oh. Three and three quarters stars. Yeah. Dog, from the main event the month before to opening the pay per view, why do you think this was? What, a month what do you before mean? they were main eventing, and now they are fourth on the card here. I, I don't know. Well, maybe. Do you think that was a, a, a downgrade for them? Do you think that was? Well, of course it. Of course it was. They weren't in the main event now. They were. Was, they what were, was the reasoning you? I, thought? I don't really know. I'm kind of confused okay. by the by the by the manner of questioning. But look, I also a lot of uh, the times the Meltzers of the world have a different perspective. And I don't see that way. I don't see it that way. So I go like, I don't, that's, that's foreign to me because I don't know what you're talking about. Like I, I think the thinking is uh, four weeks ago, they were main eventing a, you know, a, a big to deal. I get it. And now, and now they're, they're not, now they're, now they're moved on. down the card. Like I, you that don't happens. remember anything behind the scenes for this? No, heck no. They had a 20 okay. minute that great match. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like I don't, I don't remember. Uh, anything negative about this. Like these two guys okay. can have, can tear the house down. So let's let them do it. And, and to me, you always go like, Oh, it's hard to follow. Yeah. But if you're a top guy, you better be able to follow it because if you don't, 
it will be different next month. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. that's the way of the that's the way of the world, man. So I don't know. Sometimes it makes me think these people are talking about something that I have no no knowledge of. You know what I mean? It it's, it uh, it frightens me. I th- you know, no, I think as a fan, sometimes you get into they remain eventing. Now they're early on. But I, you know, like we've talked about before, we're looking at it as fans. I, I You're don't, looking I at don't, it as a booker. Yeah, I don't ever. Uh, I know it's traditional, you know, or con- or whatever the uh, the thinking is. Um, the main event is your top guy, but but man, I just I just got I just don't believe. You also got to fill those gaps. You got to. We also got to write get the, the show. End. Yeah, we got to get there. Like I don't know, man. It just doesn't make any sense to me to to think that way because it it really boxes yourself into a corner, and now you have to do this every time and. I disagree with that concept. Kind of, it remind it, you know who cares about my opinion, but it, it, <laughs> I it, do. It reminds me of stand-up comedy when you're doing a set. Yeah, we all know the closure is your best joker, and we're going to get there. But I got to get you there, and yeah. yeah. Also, I, I, I got to get too. you there. Or I got to get you early so you believe in me and trust yeah. me for the rest of the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and I can do some things in between that I don't know if it's going to work. Yeah, after yeah, that, I can try some stuff. But I got to get you <laughs> yeah, right out of the yeah. gate and go. All right, now we got you. Yeah, uh, it kind of that kind of reminds me of that. Of I got to put together a show. It, yeah, a television show in its totality. You know what I mean? I'm not thinking about oh, uh, because I got to write the best show I can for tonight. And yeah. if tonight they're not the main event, and then, then that's the way it is. And it doesn't say anything less about their individual talents or, or their characters or their human beings. You know what I mean? Like, hey, these two guys, I don't even remember why they had the match, but, like, it just would, I, when you said it, I thought, like, oh, what a great match. I bet that was great. <laughs> yeah, 22 minutes for the IC title. Yeah, Seth and Rollins and Dolph, I'll take it all day, every day. All day. And, and it could be for something or it doesn't have to be. I, I want to watch the match because I think they're going to do some crap that's going to amaze me. You know what I mean? And, and hook me. And so, I don't all know, right. man. Here we go. As we continue, we're going to get in some, man, uh, some crazy things that happened here. Okay. Big E and Xavier Woods beat Luke Harper and Eric Rowan via DQ in 929. So Harper and Rowan kept the SmackDown mm. titles. From the Observer, this was really good until the flat finish. E gave Rowan and Harper overhead belly to belly, throws on the floor. E tackled Harper through the ropes to the floor. Rowan tried to cross body off the apron on E, which looked clumsy. They did the double choke slam on E, but Woods saved. Uh, Woods did an insane elbow drop off the top rope to the floor on Harper. It looked like the New Day would win the titles as Harper was up for the midnight hour, but Rowan hit both E and Woods with the mallet for the DQ. Harper also hit E with the mallet after it was over. Three and a half stars. Dog, sadly, the story coming out of this is Rowan... Suffered a torn right bicep in this match. It yeah. was the end of the Bludgeon Brothers as we knew it. When the next taping, they dropped the titles to the New Day. Yeah. Talk about terrible timing here, brother. You've talked about it before. Yeah. You kind of pigeonholed them into how do we beat them. But yeah, unfortunately, wait, look, that's, that's, uh, that's the way we found to beat them. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, oh, the big man got really dinged. And it's, so uh, it was, it was, but, but. Even they said the flat finish, and I agree, but how do you get out of it if you're not switching the titles? you got to get out of it somehow, and so you just pick one, and you go with that. And then, 
you go like, okay, well, it did exactly what we needed it to do. Not everybody loved it. Not everybody hated it. Not everybody got it. Not every, You know what I mean? Like, it was like, oh, those big guys hit those other guys with a big hammer. Like, oh, God darn. You know what I mean? For the, for the casual fan, that's what happened. And they cheated to, to, to hold on to their titles. Or, they, or they're just so bloodthirsty they didn't care about the rules or what. Right. Like, I don't know. If you're thinking this is real, go ahead and commit to thinking it's real. Um, but let's look at it. You talked before in previous episodes about how you, how do we get out of this? Yeah. You don't want it really to be from a no real way. injury, of no course. Way. Yeah. But also on the other hand, as a fan, you look back on it and go, man, what would have been the real ending for them? Yeah. I mean, how yeah. who would, would have, you have be- who would have beat them? I mean, they, uh, there's no telling how long you guys would have let yeah. them ride yeah. with could've, it could've and could've how you get out it. of it. Yeah, there's a lot of what ifs yeah, there without because then there could have been a trade, and they go to the other company and yeah, kill everybody, or the other company, the other uh, brand, and yeah. uh, kill everybody over there. Uh, next up, Braun Strowman pinned Kevin Owens in one minute and fifty three seconds. <laughs> Wait, Strowman, <what? laughs> Strowman got a big reaction. He ran over Owens twice on the floor and then choke slammed him on the ramp, pinned him after a power slam of the ring. Half a star here from the Observer. I'll be darned. Uh, that's right the up there four. with me, huh? That's right up there with me. <laughs> uh, I think now's a good time. Did we do the five star review of the week? <laughs> we, we did not, but this well, would now, be a good look, time. Well, now look with a half star for Braun Strowman and KO. <laughs> I think now's a perfect time to slide in our five star review of the week. We go to Apple Podcast. We read one of your five star reviews, Dom. If you are ready for that. The most entertained? Oh, we don't know Ooh, what happened almost. that. Walther84 says, I came for the info. I stayed for the laughs. Road Dog and Cassio are the best duo since Bruce and Conrad. Whoa. This is now the best podcast in the entire ad-free show family. Wow. How about wow. that? Thank Muchas you, Walter. Gracias. Muchas gracias, Walter. Uh, Stepping in Bruce and Conrad's shoes are big shoes. That's, to those fill, are big Stephen. shoes to fill. Uh, and yeah, thank and you if so you know much. Bruce, they're expensive shoes. Yeah, they're nice. They're loafers, but they're a nice <laughs> oh, loafer. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> they're like an Italian. <laughs> like Dom probably knows the guy that made them. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and they've got some cuffs on them that flip up with some paisley design. <laughs> All right, <laughs> Geppetto. Okay, here uh, we go. Uh, continuing on, Charlotte Flair won the SmackDown Women's title in a three-way over champion Carmella and Becky Lynch. 14 minutes, 39 seconds. Uh, Flair used the figure four and Lynch came off the top rope with the leg drop to break it up. Oh, Carmella cool. did a great tope on Lynch and Charlotte did a corkscrew moonsault to the floor on both. Lynch had the disclaimer on Charlotte in the middle and Carmella saved. Lots of near falls. It was clear. They wanted Lynch to win and felt Charlotte stole it from her because Lynch got it on again with an exploder, but Charlotte hit the natural selection on Lynch and Pender. Charlotte Lynch hugged after the match and fans booed the hug that they were supposed to cheer. Lynch then Mm. turned on her and it got the pop of the night. Lynch threw her into the barricade and over the table. From the Observer, quote, I'm beyond baffled that they thought this storyline was going to get Lynch heat. Three and a half stars, by the way, for the match. Yeah. Um, Doc, did did you predict 
how the crowd was going to react. What's it like backstage when this is going on? Yeah, we, we, we predicted it too. You know what I mean? Like, if you listen to the to, to the internet at all, and you and you some of these venues we go to, you go like, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna crap on this. And and the, but the idea was, uh, Charlotte came in and weaselled her way in and won the title and and kind of stole it from like, right. Becky had a title match, and so so why? And that's just where some of us uh, maybe I'm older and and I don't understand, but. You don't just get handed crap around here. You know what I mean? Like you gotta. So to to me, the whole thing was, I thought the fans were wrong. Like you're you're cheering the wrong person here because. What if the bad news bears were, shaking hands with the team or whoever your 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 baseball playing son is shaking hands saying, uh, good game, good game, or softball playing daughter, good game, good game, and the team that loses just beats the crap out of the. Uh, out of the person. Right. Do you pop for that? Or you go, oh my <laughs> God, what are you doing? That's horrible sportsmanship. Right. That's what Becky did. And people loved it. And it let me know then like, oh, 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 okay. There's no, there's no goodness left at all. <laughs> like, it's, it's all, it's all Twitter. We the world is Twitter. The world is not, Twitter now. Yeah. 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 And it doesn't matter what they did. But what they, what they, no, we're go, we're going with that way. Okay, but they killed a person. <laughs> they, they ate a guy. You know, they. So he assaulted. It her was just after everything. The match. And this, look, this is still my stance, and and I'll have this conversation with anybody, and and maybe I'm wrong, but it's it's my belief is. Becky was the heel with every move she made, but, the crowd ate it up, so I, what, wow. I don't know. Like, I, I, yeah, we predicted that they were going to pop for Becky because Becky's star was rising. But it, it also, I thought, like, well, surely they're going to see that Becky's just a, a spoiled sport here. She didn't, she didn't, like, she lost. I'm sorry. You know what I mean? You lost. And then because you lost, you beat me up. You beat up your friend. You know what I mean? Like, it, right. I, 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 I can sit here and talk all night about how she should be the heel in this story. But because of society and the culture as it is, and, and I would say wrestling Twitter, uh, which is leads the conversations we want a lot of times. We want and we'll root for what we yeah. want. And and I don't care what what the character. Look, if you've watched a movie, is, yeah. you watch a movie and the character he bends the rules every now and then, but they don't just piss on them and t- you know what I mean. <laughs> like it, and and friendship and relationships and all. Becky did all of the above and. Woo! So I don't, I don't know. I don't. And I didn't. Woo. I didn't get it, and I still don't. All right, dog. Uh, Samoa Joe beat AJ Styles via DQ. Twenty-two minutes forty-three seconds. Styles retained mm-hmm. the WWE title. Yeah. Even with the DQ finish, this was the best match on the show, says the Observer. Yeah. And at least this DQ made sense with the storyline. They showed Styles' wife and daughter at ringside before the match. They traded shots. Styles did a Pele kick, but ran into a urinage. Urinagi. Urinage. Uh, <laughs> Styles went back to the calf crusher. I think you're but, thinking of urinal. Like uh, a, yes. Uh, yeah, uh, where you're peeing the Cheerio. It's been a long day. I do <laughs> have to use the urinal right now. Uh, Styles went back to the calf crusher, but Joe slammed Styles' head into the mat and got a choke. Styles made the ropes. Styles was on the top rope. 
and Joe kicked him off to the floor. Joe threw Styles headfirst into the steps. Mm. Joe then told Styles' wife that AJ was coming home, quote, or maybe he's not, but I'll be the new daddy. <laughs> Styles was bleeding from the step shot, tackled him off the table, oh. and started throwing around people at ringside and hit Joe with chair shot after chair shot for the DQ. Four and a quarter stars. Wow. Dog, when you're booking this, when you're putting this together, you know they're going to pull off whatever you give them. Yeah, 100%. Well, and we made well, it personal, and we can get to another one now. You know what I mean? Is, is, that, is that the thinking behind the DQ? Let's well, get I, to another one? Yeah. I mean, he still, he still definitely has a, has a right to it. AJ... Right. AJ screwed it up. You know what I mean? If again, if we're going to talk like it's real, let's let's commit to that. Um, he wouldn't get a. Uh, I mean, he would get a rematch if if the champion like cheated and won or something like yeah, he would totally give it. So in my mind, yeah, we get we get to another one with AJ. It worked beautifully. It was great television. Uh, the the match worked well, like you said, even with the with the finish. Yeah, I don't know. And the What's, DQ what? gets you down the road. Yeah, I I, I look. I I know that's. In the wrestling world, that's uh, oh, you could DQ finish. You know, it's a way out. But but, man, when you're putting it a lot of content out there, uh, a lot of content out there, you, you gotta you gotta do a flat finish sometimes. You know what I mean? You do some. You have to do, make some make some sacrifices to get down the road. But again, I was asking that because I knew the question. I knew the answer of yeah. let's get down the road with it on storyline wise. But also shout out to them. They had a great promos. They oh, built yeah. this story perfectly, they, they, and then they knocked made it out of the they park. They made in it the something. Ring. They made it something personal, and then delivered. And then the finish was personal, and yeah, made, yeah. you know what I mean. Like it, it, it. Yeah, it took, you're gonna talk to my wife, and we'll hit you with a chair. That's how all of us do. <laughs> yeah, that's how I roll. Yeah. And uh, I only hit you with the chair because my gun's in the car. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're out in the middle of the arena. That's yeah. why I can't do anything. Um, then Elias came out, was going to play. His guitar broke. This was planned. The crowd liked Elias, but this was way too late in the show to do a long vignette, uh, says the Observer Dog. What was the timing for Elias here to come out, calm the crowd down after the big match between Samoa and AJ? You've worked with Elias. Yeah. He's super talented. Yeah. So first of all, what's your thinking about putting that spot Positioning? There? I'm, I'm sure there was a... Uh... What, what what was next? What was after? What's after that? Miz and Daniel Bryan. Yeah, yeah. So I'm sure there was to, there was a buffer. Give that them was a break. A, you, know, you know, yeah, for, yeah. D d give me something other than t 20 more minutes of of wrestling. You know what I yeah. mean? Of of just two guys competing with each other. Uh, give me something. So so yeah, maybe a little let me up. And then by the way, we've touched on him before. I'm a fan. You're a fan. You worked with Elias. Yeah. Such an incredibly talented guy, man. Look, I just read something on social media. It was like, oh, this killed his career. I, I couldn't, I couldn't disagree with that opinion anymore. And I don't think it's the opinion <laughs> that a lot of people have. Uh, he is a very talented dude, Su super talented. And uh, look, I think a lot of people didn't like the thing, but but I loved it, man. I loved the brother came in, and the. I think there's so much still to do, and we've talked about it before. It's you gotta you gotta do behind the scenes behind the music of of Elias and and you know what I mean and you follow him and you do it docu mockumentary style and it's so and it's it's hilarious man and it's good content and he can work too so you know what I mean you get to that down the road too with you build to the match where he wrestles his brother 
uh, for the <laughs> for the name. Oh, there's, right. a, there's a way you could get all the way to there, too. You know what I mean? <laughs> then, then you got to do something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next up, The Miz pinned Daniel Bryan 23 minutes, 25 seconds mm. from The Observer. Negative Miz- 19 stars. <laughs> Miz did this terrible looking kicks in the corner and the running drop kick that Bryan usually does. There was a clumsy bulldog spot when Miz didn't go for it. Miz did the Rito Romero special. Brian did a Romero special. The crowd was quieter than I would have expected for this, said the Observer. The build has really hurt Brian. Still a very good match. Miz <laughs> used the figure four, but Brian turned him over and Miz made the ropes. Brian used the yes lock, but Miz made the ropes. The finish saw Maurice give Miz brass knucks and hit Brian with them for the pin. There were a lot of people cheering Miz winning, not the majority, but more than you'd think, says the Observer. Three not more than three, I'd think. <laughs> three and three quarters star. Uh, what do you think about this? He's Yeah, Meltzer's a little all over the place here. Well, I, look, and I, I get it, man. We, we, we all watch a lot of wrestling, and, you, and sometimes it clicks, and some, sometimes the same exact stuff doesn't click. And so it's, it, it's but, it, but first and foremost, it's all it's all uh opinions opinions like there's no rule book and uh, no no guidelines as to how to write and book a a television show or a wrestling show or especially if you're doing you know 200 a year 250 a year i don't know man it's just it's just a different perspective man you gotta you gotta be open-minded and you gotta just like People ask of me, like, oh, well, why don't you, why aren't you a more open-minded for the wrestling part of it? Well, I, I would ask, why aren't you a more open-minded to the entertainment part of it? And if we, if we meet in the middle, I'll tell you what we'll have, a good friggin' wrestling show. You well, know what I mean? Yeah. Yes, that's correct. It takes because both. Because that's, that's what I felt SmackDown was during this time, and, and I, and I, Thought we were successful at it, and and look, even if you listen to to this 2018 thing, felt pretty good. Like yeah, it all came out pretty good. It all even Meltzer put a lot of it over. You know what I mean? So I don't know. We do some things right. We do some things wrong, and that's and, and but the beautiful thing is we get to try it, and then if it fails, we don't try that again. You know what I mean? <laughs> if it works, we might try it again down the road. And and but we. You gotta be able to do that. You gotta take risk. You gotta go out on a limb. Uh, so so far, sometimes that it breaks and you fall and you go, okay, lesson learned. Um, I won't go so far out on the limb next time. But but look, everybody, that's consistency and and take risk, man. Uh, next up, our boy Fergal McDivitt pinned Baron Corbin in one oh. minute and twenty six seconds. Well, that was now's quick. a good time to. Throw up that Fergal McDivitt T-shirt uh, oh, yeah. graphic as I read. Still trying to get one of these on television. Yeah, my. By the way, my recap will last longer than the actual match. Balor <laughs> surprisingly came out as the Demon and immediately hit a sling bait and running flip dive. He used another sling bait, a woo drop kick, a yeah. double foot stomp to the back, and another woo drop kick and got the pin after a double foot stomp. The best thing they did here was go short. Because the show had gone long and the people just wanted to see Rousey and boo the main event by this point. One star for a minute and 26 seconds. Uh, the, the, the question is here, what do you uh, he think of the, Balor put, doing the demon gimmick? 
I, I love it. I just think yeah. you're, you can't – once you beat the demon, he's done, I right, feel like. Right. I feel like you break out the demon when you know you're going over. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> like, uh, and I think that's from a booking standpoint, too, because I think once the demon loses, you go like, oh, okay, so he's, so he's not – not special, you know what I mean. So right. he, so he's not otherworldly and and a, a part of you that we don't normally see. You know what I mean? Um, because look, is it real or is it not? Is it live Ooh. or is it Memorex? Next up, Shinsuke Nakamura pinned Jeff Hardy to keep the U.S. title in ten minutes and fifty-seven seconds. From the Observer, the crowd was dead here. Even when Hardy hit the twist of fate, nobody cared. Nakamura rolled to the apron. Hardy went off the top rope with a swanton to the apron and missed. For a guy past 40 suffering from nerve damage, it's probably not worth it. Plus, because the crowd was so dead, it got no reaction. Nakamura threw him into the ring and an axe kick in the Kinshasa for the pin. By the way, I noticed I'm not the only one that says that. There's a lot of announcers who say Kinshasa. Um, yeah. Randy Orton's music played. He came out, acted like he was going to attack. The still laid out Hardy, but then turned around and left. Two stars. Um, the Swanton here, dog. Yeah. Uh, what'd you think? Uh, well, that's look, just I, Jeff Hardy going all out, right? That's, that's just Jeff, Jeff Hardy. Hardy being Jeff Hardy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you can't take you can't look take the horse out of the barn and then not let him run. <laughs> you know what I mean? Don't so, be Jeff Hardy, but yeah, be Jeff yeah, please, Hardy. whatever you do. Uh, but I'd also love to say like, oh, with nerve damage and such and such, so and so, and then cut five years later and he's doing it in, in AEW right. and going. it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. You know what I mean? Like, come on guys. Now he's 50. It's, it's so transparent. Forty-five with nerd damage. They're, they're, they're j just like I'm transparent with my, uh, taking WWE's side on everything, which I, if you know me and my story, I don't know why I wouldn't, but, but, uh, like they're just as, they're just as transparent with their, with their loathing for it. You know what I mean? All right, here we go. A couple more matches. Ronda Rousey beat Alexa Bliss in four minutes and 39 seconds to win the Raw women's Takes title. Takes a good woman this to was, beat her. This they was mostly Bliss running away. At one point, Rousey sat down and let Bliss <laughs> choke her. Bliss put it in. <laughs> Rousey peeled her arms off, hit a spinning Samoan Ooh. drop. Since Bliss is double-jointed, yeah. uh, they could do a injury angle without hurting her. It looked sick, if you didn't know. It, it sure did, man. Oh, it looked oh, sick. God. I will agree with that. Rousey then used the arm bar for the submission. Hey, so Rousey all, the that totally came about. She just walked over and went, boom, and her daggum arm just went that way. You know what I mean? Like it just went the wrong way. And I went, oh, God. And she said, yeah, I could do that with both arms, and I could do it oh. with my legs, too. And I, could, and I was like... Oh, we got to do that. <laughs> oh, my God. It looked horrible. Rousey used the armbar for the submission. Rousey and Natalia hugged, and the Bellas came in and hugged them, and the fans booed the Bellas a lot. Nobody was going to boo Natalia. Rousey jumped into the arms of Travis Brown at ringside. They really focused on Natalia with her. Two stars. Dog, this makes sense for the long-term plan for Ronda and Bliss. Yeah. Was the perfect person to put her over, right? Bliss was I, I the, think so. And I think yeah. it was even greater because of the double-jointed arm thing. <laughs> like, it was... It, it looked was, it nasty. Was look, it looked like she broke her arm. You know what yes. I mean? It looked like a like a, a mistake. She broke her arm. Oh, yeah. I remember watching it going, yeah, and you go, I'm oh, not sure what's oh God, going on oh there. <laughs> it doesn't look right. It in, doesn't look in right. In rehearsal, it was just like, oh, God, I can't watch this. 
Uh, Roman Reigns pinned Brock Lesnar in six minutes to win the Universal title. Strowman came out and said he was cashing in as soon as the match was over, so the crowd waited. They opened hot with Reigns hitting three Superman punches and two spears. He went for a third spear, but Lesnar caught him in a guillotine. Reigns picked him up from that position, gave Lesnar a spine buster. Lesnar did another guillotine. Reigns did another spine buster. Lesnar then took his gloves off. Lesnar hit three German suplexes. Fans were chanting, you both suck. So the crowd (laughs) was starting to turn. Lesnar went for an F5, but Reigns got behind him. Reigns went for a spear. Lesnar moved, and Reigns flew out of the ring, hitting Strowman with a tope. Lesnar went outside, hit an F5 on Strowman on the floor. Lesnar hit Strowman with his own briefcase, threw the briefcase (laughs) to their entranceway. (laughs) I remember that. It scared me to death. Lesnar followed with two more share shots on Strowman and got in the ring where Reigns speared him for the pin. The crowd didn't boo as they expected Strowman to cash in immediately, and then they rushed off the air before the crowd realized they had been had. Two and a half stars. <laughs> why, why, why'd they been had? They had been, because they thought Strowman was going to be well, cashing in. He was going to. But he got laid out. He got laid dog. out by Brock Lesnar. And, oh, you both suck? Really? Brock and Brock, after doing what he's done with Cody, after doing what he's done over the past year, like, really? <laughs> really? These two guys suck? Come on, man. All right, it's just, here we it's go. It's just, just not true. You know what I mean? It's 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 somebody gaslighting you going, yeah, these guys suck. And you go, but they're both millionaires and on top of their game in this what they do and like wait, they suck? Like that's not even that didn't even that's not even true. That's a lie. You know what I mean? Like that and it just makes me want to choke people with my bare hands. Do you remember any talk Brock's contract is supposedly expired at this point and this was the hope? to get Roman built up again. Do you remember any talk of that? I do not. I do not. Look, again, some of that stuff went on. Some of the some really top, top guys stuff went on, uh, and I just got the news. You know what I mean? I, didn't, uh, I wasn't in on the conversation. As we wrap it up, what do you think of the show then and now five years well, later? I, <laughs> I know I get negative. It's been a long day, and I apologize. But, but like, I, I see I have a different perspective than, than the, the Meltz, the Dave Meltzers of the world. And, and I, you know, right, wrong, or indifferent, all flavors make, make uh, Baskin-Robbins a good ice cream place. You know what I mean? So chocolate and vanilla, whatever. We, we, we all have opinions, but we all love wrestling. I thought that show was great. And truth be told, if I'm honest with myself and, and everybody – Meltzer thought it was good too. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he, he had some negative thoughts uh, about it. And I, and I say Meltzer and I don't know that he wrote the stuff. You know what I mean? It could be guys that work for him or whatever. I don't know who, who, uh, who takes these notes and maybe, maybe it is him himself. Um, but I just disagree with him on a lot of stuff. And I, and I, but I, like I said earlier, I think if we, if we work together with both mentalities, what we come up with is a friggin' awesome wrestling show. Um, so I thought this was a great time for SmackDown. Um, and of course I would, it was my time there, but, but I, I, I'm not thinking that because it was my time there. I'm thinking it cause it was good. You know what I mean? And that's, that's how I feel about it. And that's, nobody else's opinion is going to sway me to feel one way or another about what I know to be good and, and bad. You know what I mean? And, and sometimes what you think is good, maybe not what we think is good. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just, it's, it's the differences that make it all make the world go around. All right, dog, let's get to some fan questions and we'll get out of here. Lane okay. Frost hit us up on mm. Twitter. Uh, he said, 
Who do you think was the most underrated performer from this era five years ago? And how would you have booked them? That's mm. maybe a big deal, but he Man. says, hashtag ass dog, hashtag oops, all berries. <laughs> um, so, so look, I, I can't say I would have done more with him. I just think Big E is, and maybe I don't know where, where his career is at now with his health and everything. And I read stuff on the internet, but I don't talk to him personally, so I don't take any of it uh, too seriously. But but I, I don't know. He, he he's world championship material, and I wanted him to be. I wanted him to be world champion during this time in SmackDown when I was writing, and it and it. Uh, it, it it was Kofi instead. And look, I think I was honest with it. I wanted to do Big E. Um, I just felt like there's something about Big E that, that rubbed me the right way, man. He's a big old dude that's funny and fun and, and can cut a serious promo. And man, I believe that he could get a, a, a building rocking with a, you know, he could preach. And so a promo ain't far from a sermon you know what i mean and if you yeah. and if you deliver it correctly you'd have that whole place saying amen you know what i mean <laughs> and uh, and i just think i foresaw that in my i had i envisioned him doing that and he could have been a heel he could have been a baby face it wouldn't it wouldn't have mattered um because i think i think he's the guy that could have won the title so i don't know if that even answered the question but but i i would have i would have booked him to be the world champion and uh and Everybody else would have said, no, it should be Kofi. And I go like, oh, okay. Uh, so there wasn't, uh, wasn't, a, wasn't a fight or anything over it, but we did we did discuss it at length. Uh, Dylan Lehee Le says, um, first off, he said, I just completed my New Age Outlaws autograph card collection about a month ago. Oh, I'm glad I did it, did it before Billy retired. Oh, me too. Because His did Billy quit? What happened with Billy? He retired. I, is his his butt still has a crack in it? Is that what I heard? Yes, his yeah. butt still has a crack in it. Yeah, that's what I heard. That's his, his heart. Yeah. Um, Dylan's question is: During this time, the women's division was red hot. Dog, do you think the women carried the company during this time, or am I off base with that? I don't think you're off base. I think that's a different perspective than than mine. But I, I will definitely tell you they played 50% of the role because they were, because they, they were hot and it was, and it was, look, it was talented, beautiful women. We've talked about that, uh, with that, this roster, you're right on base with how hot this roster was. And, but I just think from a wrestling angle, I think AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, we talked about it. There's for, for SmackDown, there was, there was some good wrestling on there. So I, I look, I, but they, they, they carried their weight then some, and it, the proof is in uh, the pay-per-view. We're, we're going to talk about uh, evolution. or what? what, what yeah, yeah, that's evolution. What yeah, we'll talk about that in the future. Um, the Midnight Wolfman. Mm -hmm. I know JP him. Parasite. I'm a 10 p.m. Wolfman myself. <laughs> said, did anyone ever pitch for Joseph Parks to manage AJ Styles? I think it would have been great. No, nobody ever pitched that. Austin Williams <laughs> said, "Sorry, sorry, but no, that's a fact. It, 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 it might have been good to your point." Austin Williams said, "Do you think Daniel Bryan versus The Miz could have main evented SummerSlam in 2018 because the story and history was so personal and deep? Plus, I thought the match delivered as well. So, 
Yeah. I, I, look, could it have? Of course it could have. The, the story was personal, but, but, but positioning matters, and you're not going to position Brock and, and Roman underneath that, and that's just, a, that's just a fact too, you know. Jason Bayless said, in hindsight, should Rollins and Ziggler have been higher on the card considering nothing really followed that match? Yeah, and that, look, that's a legitimate question too. And look, I also realized I just – uh, like released a uh, Burt, but there was some hypocrisy <laughs> in my uh, in, in my comments, and, and like, I continue to say like we're all hypocrites because I say like oh the order doesn't matter, but then I say like oh you're not going to put them above Roman and you know what I mean. So I, I get it that I that I say things out of both sides of my mouth, but I, just like you know when I'm frustrated about Meltzer or whatever. Two, two things can be true at the same time, too. You know what I mean? So it's, it's, uh, there's a fine line between flip-flopping and, and, and having uh, an open mind and multiple opinions. You know what I mean? I, I mean, also, I mean, I know the answer, but hypothetically, what does it matter? They delivered. I mean, we yeah, got yeah, what we does, wanted out it, of it's, them. It's exactly what matter if they were last or not. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. And, and, and we got a card to fill. It, it, and it was great. And, and, uh, because I want the fourth match to be amazing. <laughs> of course I, I want, I, I want, want all ma- of them. <laughs> I want all of them to be great. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, but, but then there is a, a positioning thing. Right. And that's, I get and, it. and that's, that's an unwritten rule. But you, but you get it, right? If you're if yeah. you're honest with yourself, you get it, and you go like, I get that. But storyline wise, home run, home run, the whole build, the match, everything, home run. We oh. go screw finish where we can go. Wait a minute, show that back. What happened here? You know what I mean? Like I don't know. I, I, we I, also I, talk about Samoa and AJ. They delivered. Yeah, or are we going yeah. before uh, above this whole show, now? This whole show was good, man. We and going it was above the title. I mean, yeah. you know, we got everything involved here. Uh, it was a good show. I get the question. I don't want to put down this question, but yeah, we got to put together a whole. Somebody's got to be fourth. Yeah, like, yeah. Let's and, that, get and that's and up. that's what it boils down to. And and if you know, like, okay, well, we're putting this on the main event. This is what's going to close the show. Yeah. Uh, so let's work so, so let's go from there. You know what I mean? Uh, and that's uh, that's how we normally do it. Sean Berkeley said, "Did anyone pitch for Christopher Daniels to come in and possibly have another triple threat match like in TNA?" Uh, no, no, that okay. was never never talked about. Instagram wrestling historian said, uh, was Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar ever discussed for this pay-per-view? Thanks in advance, dog. Yeah, yeah, yes, it was. That match has been discussed, uh, was discussed at great length many times. You know what I mean? So uh, they were, they were good to just get it when they got it. But yeah, that we, we definitely talked about doing that match there. Uh, Bryant Haremza wants to know, was it, Better at this point in her career for Ronda to have shorter matches and destroy people, or does Dog? Do you think mm. she wasn't ready to have longer matches yet? Yeah. Well, look, I would. I, she was far more ready than than I thought she was, was going to be. You know what I mean? I had I had low expectations as far as her in ring ability and not to kill people because I just thought she was a man eater. You know what I mean? Like she's a killer, and and so she she was much better uh, th- than I expected. I'll tell you what really impressed me was this last match she did. Um, Shayna Baszler. What was it? No, no, no. Before that, before that, with uh, with Rock Hill, I think it was. Okay. Um, I, I'm not sure to tell you the truth, but I'll I, I will never forget her selling in that particular match 
made me think of like Brock Lesnar, like a female Brock Lesnar, like somebody that came from another thing, but is picking this up by just kind of shooting. You know what I mean? Like even with their bumps, they're taking, they're just kind of doing it. And, and it's, so it's, ugly in a good way that's believable as crap and so i don't know i was just in awe of her um and so 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 look it was great to meet her i i i guess i don't know what her story is going forward um but we'll find out and uh, I'm, uh i was a Ron, i'm a ronda rousey fan man you know what i mean they say don't don't uh, meet your meet your heroes well maybe she met the wwe and was like okay this ain't for me it's not what i thought it was you know what i mean uh, Legacy Wrestling said, did you guys think about the possibility that Finn bringing back the demon said to us that Finn was unable to win anything important without the demon's help? You kind of touched on this earlier. He said he thought Finn's credibility was really hurt because of that. Corbin bullied him like the 20-year-old veteran was a dwarf. Yeah, yeah. Um, whose question was that? Legacy wrestling. So, do you think that bringing so back the it, demon here hurt? Did it hurt, yeah. did it, or did it hurt Finn? Uh, he's let's doing pretty about, good now. Let's talk about Finn. Where Finn's at? Finn's on top of the world. Judgment Day. Yeah. To me, they're doing pretty good. Everything beautiful and interesting about this sport. You know what I mean? Like a a true heel, a great worker, a two great worker, three four great worker. You know what I mean? Like it's they're on fire. So, I get. People going like, uh, I, I just feel like you're 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 barking up the wrong tree, man. It's not it's not what I don't think that's what it's about. Um, I think it's about if it's a business, your business doesn't want to be hot for two years and then not ever be good again. You know what I mean? It's this is a game of longevity and trying to and trying to play the long game and and be smart so you can live the rest of your life while you limp through it and and. That's what Finn Balor's done in his career. And so, I, I don't know. I don't look at it like, oh, we made a creative, phony, baloney wrestling decision. To, to, to It also gets you more, again, gets you down the road with content. And if it's, if it's a disconnect for you, I, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't mean to, to do that. But at the same time, you got to get to down the road. And then Finn is the devil and the devil's and the demon. So that when he comes out, he kills people. And then you, when you hear the demon's name mentioned, you pee in your pants. You know what I mean? So you, you have to, I don't know if you saw that Finn stunk after that. Like, <laughs> I don't know, man. Right. I don't know if me and you are watching the same show. All right, dog. If your internet works next week, we'll be discussing yeah. SummerSlam 2000 and dog the headline here. Somehow you're going to be wrestling X-Pac. Oh. Yes. X -Pac. It's crazy to think of then. Did I hump him in that and match? It's crazy to think about 23 years later, but we will look at it. My We're friend. We're going to do it, man. Uh, before we get matches, me and kiddo. Before we get out of here, you need to check out our friends over at adfreeshows.com. Check them out. Uh, you get early ad-free access to more than a dozen of your favorite wrestling podcasts starting at just $9. $9. Thousands what? of hours of bonus content, new live recordings of the podcast, premium watch-along events, plus live Q&As, all at adsfreeshows.com. Sign up today at adsfreeshows.com. <laughs> this is Road Dog Jesse James. $9 a month is less than 20 cents per episode each month. They're loaded with that exclusive podcast bonus 
uh, content the dog just told you about. Yep. The book with David Crockett. The Insiders with Conrad Thompson. Ask Conrad. Monday Mailbag with Mike Kyoto and my friend Nick Patrick. Yep. Uh, an all new series that we've talked about Tuesday with the Taskmaster. Tuesday Kevin with the Taskmaster. Sullivan. I love it. Plus exclusive Q and A's. I just did one with Ernest Cat Miller. You need to check out. Plus attend the live recordings of the podcast like this one we just did yep. last week. You can check that out. Watch alongs with your favorite host and a whole lot more. It's all waiting for you over now at adfreeshows.com. Also, you know what I'll do, you know what I'd do for you. What's that? I tumble for ya. I tumble for ya. Sling I tumble up. for ya. Boxofgimmicks.com. Box you can not only get the Oh You Didn't Know brand new Tumblr, you can get the I'm Fergal McDivitt Guy t-shirt. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Let's Go Kill Terry Funk t-shirt. Yeah. Well. We've <laughs> That's got a, a good lot one. There. Look, hey, there's a lot going on. Shout out. I just saw somebody had the Mountain Critters beach towel out at the lake. Did you see oh, that? Oh, I did not see it, but look at those biscuits. Yeah. Hey, look at that. Are you talking about you or the actual No, the biscuits? actual biscuits to the right there. Those are good-looking biscuits. And if you dip them in some syrup or honey. Oh, how about yeah. that? Yeah, I'm fat. Honey. You want honey on everybody. Ooh, oh, I'll, yeah, I'll dip a biscuit in some honey. Uh, check all that out at boxofgimmicks.com. <laughs> the Mountain I, love, I love that it's... Uh, Bert? Yeah, yeah. What was the deliverance? Deliverance there with oh. the gator and tater. We are the Mountain Critters. You can yeah. check that out. Or we need to maybe work on it. Our new our new tag team name, the Oreo Speedway. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for they believe that was Darren Staley. I hope it's, I got hey, that right. it's, it's a good one. It's a good uh, one, Darren. If you, oh, Glenn Close I was forgot a Glenn Close was a lumberjack <laughs> shirt is there. And we are working on it. Brand new merch. We've got a lot of new shirts oh, that Lord. we just had uh, that are about to come out as well. Also, if your business targets 25 to 50-year-old, 54-year-old men, there's no place to better advertise than right here with right us here. on Oh You Didn't Know. How cool would it be? To hear Road Dog talking about your product. Right. You oh, can do you that right now. Uh, right we now. appreciate all of our sponsors. They've all stuck with us because it works. So yep. with our super targeted audience, there's very little waste. Go to advertisewithdog.com. That's advertisewithdogg.com. And find out more about advertising with us at Oh You, you Didn't Know. Uh, also, our friend Save With Conrad. Right now, your home is probably worth more than it's ever been. Ever been. Combine all your debts into one monthly payment, or maybe do all those home upgrades you've always dreamed of. And on oh. top of that, skip two house payments. Put yeah. that newfound equity to work by going to SaveWithConrad.com. I SaveWithConrad.com. I got my mortgage through him uh, as well. Like, subscribe, leave a five-star rating on whatever platform you are consuming this on. We appreciate you. Yep, thank you, that guys. That feedback means the world to us. If you go, hey, man, I don't have enough money for ad-free shows. I don't have enough money uh, to get merch. I don't have enough money for blah, blah, blah. Well, the, the least you can do, if you want to help us out, you can like whatever it is. Make sure yep. you like the channel. You could subscribe, get on those notifications. Amen. Comment wherever you're at. If you're on YouTube, leave us a comment and let us know what you thought. If you're still watching and you made it this far into the show, oh, leave a heart. little sun emoji underneath yes. to let us know you made it through the Summer Slam episode. Uh, I thought it was a good one. 
It was a great one. You might be I, the five-star review of the week if you're on Apple Podcasts. Yeah, you never I know. might be. Uh, our Twitter handles at Brian R D James at the Casio Kid at You Didn't Know Pod. That's on all social media. Like and subscribe YouTube. We've got our YouTube exclusives we do there as well. So go to bagofjohnsons.com or if you want to type it in specific, youtube.com slash D O G G. Dog, this was a fun yep. one, man. Very I know good. we we have a lot of fun. It is fun to bring it back and talk a little bit of wrestling. Yeah, uh, that's what we're here for anyway. Wrestling's your background, your career, and uh, we like to center it back here with some wrestling every now and then. And yep. I can't wait to talk about you and X Pot. Oh, good. Me either. Great stuff. Thanks everybody for joining us. It's been a fun one. If you had yep. fun, we appreciate it. If you didn't have fun, we got two words for you. Suck it. <laughs>